John Podcast Network. I'm super excited. I love Red Dead Redemption. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I don't think you guys ever reviewed a video game before on your movie podcast. But I, I thought you liked uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I do, but more. I played the first one to uh, prepare yourself. That's the sequel, right, which is actually a prequel. Wait, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you actually play Red, Red I Dead did, Redemption 2? I did play, and I do own the first Red Dead Redemption. Uh-huh. First one's great. My highlight, personal highlight of playing Red Dead Redemption was playing it with Beerman and doing one of those, you gotta shoot a bunch of skunks to collect, like, a bounty thing oh, or whatever. Yeah, a bunch of pelts and yeah. get, like, a hat or something. Yeah, and um, we were, like, you know, five of six or whatever for, like, a half an hour walking in this field looking for these skunks. And Beerman finally sees one and shoots and goes, take that, you smelly bitch! <laughs> <laughs> this is the highlight of, of that, that whole day playing that game. Uh, welcome to Hate Game, great game, uh-huh. I guess. Hate Gotch, great Gotch. It's all about Minoru Suzuki and the Gotch, <laughs> gotch file, file drivers. drivers. <laughs> yeah. This week, Carl Gotch. <laughs> Next week, Frank A. Gotch. And the week after that, a special episode on Gotcha Pond. Mm. I love it. like to tell you that we recorded this episode last week when we were supposed to i wish i could tell you that mm-hmm. oh yeah that's right that's <laughs> right uh oh so i have to explain this so this week we did um show, well do you want to open the show <laughs> uh yes hello excellent inmates wow welcome to hate watch great watch episode 81 mm. yeah i am your host uh hunter bush with me as always allison you coolest my celly yeah Pretty much. A lot of things can happen when two. Uh, what is it? Two people share a cell, cuz? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and our guest today. Every other Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I was too early. <laughs> Way too early. Oh. Uh, Brian Bierman. Why do they keep trying to steal my jobs, Hunter? Well, I thought, was, I thought we were all doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, been, we... been on the show the most times over yeah, anyone. That is true. Uh, I'm gonna retire, honestly, because this is not, I, I've gained it. I've done it all. There's nothing more I can do. <laughs> no new mountains to conquer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our film today. Mm-hmm. We've been wanting to do, um, you know, like because uh, Beerman always talks about how he comes on here and does trash. So we do I love. More. I love trash. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do other things. I'm, that's why I have my Oscar the Grouch back piece. I love trash. trash. Everything dirty or dingy or dusty. Wow. I can do the whole song. He says "rusty trombone" in that song. Oh, yeah, he a freak. He a dang ass freak. He's he's he lives in a trash can. He's you know probably he a time down. lord because the trash lord? can's bigger on the inside, like the TARDIS. Oh, um, but yeah, we wanted to do some more like prestigious, sort of like uh, sober-minded sort of films. Um, I suggested Shawshank Redemption, and you said you had never seen it, which surprises me because a a lot of people have seen it because it was kind of a TNT movie or whatever. It was like always on. Yeah, and also you like Stephen King. Uh, I and, do, and you know, I mean, it's inarguably I would say one of the best adaptations of a Stephen King. I think he says it's the his, it's his the best. favorite. I think. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, yeah. it was played frequently on TNT specifically because uh, it was cheap for them to show. This movie, and the story itself, I read the story years and years ago. It's uh, It was collected different seasons. Oh, it's from yeah. different seasons, but it, I got it in a book that's a collection of all the novellas and short stories that were adapted into films. So it was the oh, okay. apt pupil, the body. It's called mm-hmm. like Stephen King at the movies, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's like uh, Apt Pupil, The Body, uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, and like Mars maybe, Attack. The Mist, maybe, or something? Maybe The Mist, maybe something else. Like, I think it was four or five. It was mm-hmm. a weird number. And I, I read it, and I was like, this is, like, really, really good. I and mean, a lot of it is on screen. Yeah. Because, you know, King puts a lot of detail in, so to extrapolate that outward, you know, for a full-length novel, you have to cut a lot. But for a novella or a short story, you can kind of just transfer, like... Yeah. You know, as is to the screen, and it works for feature length because right. you know whatever. So there, I think in the book, it's there were a few differences apparently. I, sure, I never, yeah. I never read the novel. I never did like a side yeah. by side. In but... the book, it's supposed to be read like writing a a journal yeah. about it. In this, it's just more. It's it's read the character. Yeah. They don't really explain like why or who he's talking to or whatever. I guess he's just he's just telling the story to us. I guess. Um, a- Apparently, from the IMDBA, mm-hmm. uh, this is one of those rare instances where the like voiceover was recorded first before they yeah. actually filmed, cool. which is usually not done. And in fact, often narration is added if things are unclear and they can't yeah. edit their way out of things. Yeah, like, well, they got the oh, best yeah. voice Well, ever. yeah, this was also kind of what launched the uh, Morgan Freeman as omniscient narrator yeah. trope. God. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's great. Yeah. They also said on IMDb that they recorded it first, and but there was hiss in it, so we had to record it again. Oh, yeah, they had to re-record because it got fucked up, yeah. Like, are you serious? I have to do this again? Fine. I mean, uh, Morgan Freeman's a professional. Oh, he's yeah. the best, dude. Yeah. Um, we watched, recently watched uh, Million Dollar Baby, yeah. which won him a uh, an Academy Award yeah. for supporting actor mm-hmm. for basically doing a not-as-good version of this. Yeah. Uh, you know... He's like, well, I'll tell you the story about Clint Eastwood. He's definitely not racist. Uh, That's true, and he learned a lesson, and he's a good man. This was also nominated for Oscars, but didn't win any, and was a box office flop. Yeah, that was surprising when I read it. Yeah. Yeah, this is, like, one of the biggest, like... This is technically a cult hit. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, you know, cult, cult hits are different now than they were when the term was coined sure um because yeah. you know we had tv with tnt yeah. tnt showed to everybody and like i read some snarky ass bullshit fucking you know thing about like people you, only like you this can't because see they, but he did the jerk off i did yeah. the jerk off motion listeners <laughs> listeners of the podcast avid the, listeners trying to paint the picture avid listeners will will always I, I encourage inferring anytime i say jerk offy you know yeah. i'm doing the hell he's doing the thing yeah, I mean, just I read this fucking think piece that was like, it's not actually a good movie. People only think it's good because they watched it a lot. And I was like, yeah. And I after I read it, we watched it here. Yeah. About a year and a half, two years ago. I know. And you were like, no, bullshit. Yeah. And I sat <laughs> yeah. through it going like, let me look at this really objectively. Let me take out Yeah. This as is much the first of... time I'm watching this. You know, let's pretend. Well, yeah. yeah. As much of my familiarity and yep. stuff with it and really just watch it unfold. And, yeah. I, and I, I think I liked it more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I went away, I think I left that, like, I went into it thinking, this is like a four-star movie, and came out like, this is a yeah. fucking Swiss watch, yeah. like, masterpiece of a yeah. movie. It's surprising, and then it has rewatch value, because there is, like, it's it's interesting to see 
some of the dialogue, some of the things that they mention that you don't really take into account because of the level of detail, but then yeah, like, so add much. up to yeah. being able to anticipate the ending if you know what to look for. And yeah, like I even noticed like little like you know expressions that the actors are doing and stuff. And it's Every, just it's everybody well... in this is incredibly good too. Yes. Because it's yeah. all it's all like character actors. Like your leads yep. are character actors, yep. and that adds a lot, you know. Yeah, uh, I've heard people criticize um, Tim Robbins' performance in this, and I think it's really good. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be a little Sphinx-like, yeah. you know, Mona Lisa. Like he's got a secret because he does, but also, but, plays... but also amicable and likable, and yeah. he he walks that line very well. It could and have they, been cold, but they it's make not. That part of his character right like he yeah. said like when he broke up his wife his wife said like you're a closed book like you never yeah, you're read them. so like early in the film he plays almost like he said he didn't talk for a month when he gets there yeah he didn't talk to anybody for a month when he goes to the yeah person. yeah but like all his like early scenes when he is interacting with people he has this like weird and like i've seen tim robbins in a bunch of stuff um he doesn't always have this it's not like a natural feature of his face but he has this kind of smirk on like he knows something you don't yeah, yeah. and it is before the like plan has like for, yeah. has you know so it's it's an interesting thing to just yeah like you said sphinx like to make him seem aloof and like that's part of you know red's narration is that you know he's like oh, i could see why people thought he was snobby you know like yeah. that kind of thing yeah yeah and that i think that's really a really interesting way to play that yes being yeah. enigmatic without looking like stuck up or or dead and i mean like yeah, or, or just dead flat, yeah you know yeah like I oh mean, no one can know me i'm a closed book and they just come in and are like Yes, I have no inflection. Yeah. I, I give nothing away. It's like yeah. no, he's he's giving away something, but you don't know what it means. You don't get it, right? Yeah. And that's right. different, right? I yeah. think it's a fucking great performance. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It it manages to be secretive without being soulless. Yeah. Thematically, this is very much about redemption and relationships. Yeah, and it, it is called the Shawshank I relationships. Know, I know. But yeah, so I mean, like coming to terms with things that you've done in your past, and also not losing your humanity, yeah. and so. It's very important to have a lead that can manage that balance where he's still, like, alive and engaging. <laughs> yeah, and um, he, you are able to empathize with him. Yeah, and you can understand that uh, how he and Red could have a close, you know, friendship Yeah, that way. Um, so let's talk about how we didn't record this last week yeah. and why. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were supposed to uh, record this last Monday. But the Friday before that, I went to see Everything Everywhere All at Once, which hopefully you guys do on the podcast someday. I would say three quarters of through the movie, I was like, this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And when I was coming back, we were watching wrestling at your house. And I was like, (laughs) I can't watch another movie. It's not going to be fair to the movie. Like I, because uh, yeah. like I was thinking about it all weekend. Like I was reading all about it. I was just like, right. I mean, that's, it's that's if you haven't great. seen it by now, I don't know when this is going to come out. But no, you were responsibly like like people who get out of a long term relationship and then are like, I'm not going to date for a while. Yeah, no rebounds. What, that, right, I'm not going to do a rebound because it, it no wouldn't be fair. Movies. Wouldn't be fair to the other person because I'm not. It's not fair to ready. Shawshank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm instead going to sit with my feelings myself and I'll get back out there when I'm ready. Yeah. Right. I'm not just going to fuck Shawshank Redemption just because yeah. I feel bad. Yeah. Money's on the dresser, Shawshank. Bros <laughs> <laughs> uh, before Ziwatanejos. Uh, wow. That's the fucking just shirt. Wrap it. Just wrap it up.
every other Wednesday. That's a good shirt, too. I came up with that while we were watching it and then didn't know how I was going to put it in here. (laughs) That was excellent. That was excellent. (laughs) Uh, Holy shit. So I was like, uh, can we watch this next week? Yeah, we pushed it back. Mm -hmm. Which is Mm -hmm. fine. Why don't you give us uh, as brief a possible, like, run through of the plot what it's about yeah so it's about andy dufresne who um is accused he goes to jail for murdering his wife and her lover a golf pro a golf pro yeah which is just a fun detail stephen king Um, detail and he claims he is innocent so he goes to shawshank prison in maine he meets red who played by morgan freeman and they have a uh he's it's kind of a 20 year story yeah it follows him all through these 20 years of being... Uh, 19. 19 years of him being in prison and, and uh, the trials and tribulations that yeah. he, uh, he does a lot. He's, he starts working for the prison system while kind of he's like doing... He's like laundering money and like fixing people's taxes and shit. Yeah. Because um, he was a banker. But all the while he has a, a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Importantly for Stephen King, Stephen King fans, it was 19 years. Also, oh, I didn't even catch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Andy's inmate number is three seven nine two seven, which, if you do the math a certain way, comes it's out to 19. <laughs> so three plus seven is ten. Plus nine is nineteen. Two plus seven is nine. Nineteen plus uh, it's, it's, it's one nine nine, right? Yeah. One and nine is ten. Ten plus nine is nineteen. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's the Stephen King, and then uh, yeah. his cell number. Is two four five twenty four minus yeah. five is nineteen. Oh, God. Also, and that's the room in the shining, right? Nope. No, that's red cell number. Oh, two thirty seven. Oh, right. Okay. But in the okay. book, it's two one two. Why is nineteen uh, for people that don't read Stephen King? Well, I think we've mentioned another uh, of our Stephen King relevant podcasts. We've done um, uh, Maximum Overdrive, and we did Dreamcatcher. Uh, Dreamcatcher. Maximum Overdrive is like the opposite of this movie. This is like a hug from a grandma. Maximum Overdrive is like. Your grandma was like, we're going to do coke now. Merry yeah, Christmas. I'm going to kick I was, you I was in the teeth. Say. But um, 19 for Stephen King, you know, aficionado. 19 is a, a significant number. It basically boils down to um, if you're paying attention and you notice that something is 19 or 99, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. those sorts of numbers, um, it's important. Pay attention. That's basically what it, it all comes from the Dark Tower and his, like, unifying theory of parallel realities and things, which, like, everything everywhere all at once and yep. our current obsession with multiverses and things uh, it's kind of really a shame that dark tower movie played uh, out the way it did yeah mm-hmm. so yeah it opens with you know andy's flashback of him sitting in his car with a gun and him on trial yeah um, and it's the definition of a circumstantial case you watch a lot of law and order <laughs> i do I'll take your word for it i do well because they they never had the gun they could place him at the scene which he admitted yeah. But they couldn't place him in the house. Yeah, he says he throws the gun in the river after he left. and He was just going to scare his he, wife. Yeah, and... he found out that she was having this affair. He confronted her. She left. He went and got drunk at a couple of bars, got his gun, then went to the golf pro's house and sat in the driveway because they weren't home waiting for them to get home. And he was like, the, the, the prosecutor yeah. or whatever is like, to what end? And he's like, uh, I'm not sure. I think just to scare them. And yeah. he's like, you know, and then you went and shot them. And he's like, no, by then I started to sober up and I just left. And I threw the gun in the river. And they say that the gun was a six shooter and he shot them both one more time. Right. Eight yeah. bullets. And he's like, shot, empty the chamber yeah. and then put and then two more I bullets mean, in and I one mean, extra bullet per lover. 
by definition, I believe that would demonstrate it being murder in the first degree versus any other type of murder yeah. because murder in the first degree. Well, actually, I don't know. That might be debatable. I'm not well, sure. Well, it's also like the 40s, so. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so basically with the degrees of murder, it's um, whether or not there has been malice aforethought, which is that you actually planned and intentionally carried this out as opposed to doing something in the yeah, heat of the moment might, or they doing say that. something that involved they somebody say getting it's killed not a because you were stupid because he uh yeah reloaded yeah because yeah. he reloaded yeah um something like manslaughter is usually like you did something that is dangerous and you know could cause death but you didn't intend on anybody actually dying you just did something really boneheaded sure yeah the prosecutor says like isn't it convenient that uh no one ever found the gun and he's like well as i am innocent of these crimes i find it very inconvenient yeah which There's... is good there's a lot of dialogue in here that's a lot of good dialogue, really yeah. excellent, and then it's well-delivered by, again, a cast that can do the damn thing. So um, the movie then doesn't... Two, two life sentences. Yeah. Yeah. They don't show you actually what happened. So, like, for me, having never seen this, they leave some doubt of, like, is he Did telling he the truth? It, yeah. Because when he yeah. gets to the prison and Red is like, what are you in for? And he's like, he's like, well, he's like, I didn't do it. He's like, yeah, nobody nobody in here did it. Yeah, you know, it's like, like, I'm the only guilty man here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you get uh, uh, Haywood, um, who's played by William Sadler from previous episode of Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Death in the Bill and Ted movies. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, he, you know. And William Sadler does a great job here. He's, he's so got, good like, in this. a little stutter, and he's, yeah, yeah very, like, one, boisterous uh, and likable. He's going with the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he likes Hank Williams. Yeah. Yes, yeah. He, um, he, he, uh, yeah, we'll get to it, but, uh, his character, like, starts out as, like, you think he's gonna be a dickhead, but then, like, you sh- they show he has, like, a heart. Yeah, he's great. He's, you know? It's a great performance. Yeah. But, yeah, when he shows up, he's like, you know, he's like, hey, hey, Wood, uh, you know. What are you in what for? What are you in for? And he's like, lawyer, fuck lawyer, me. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they all laugh, and, you know. Andy, it's kind of like you know, kind of smirk where you're like he just seems uncomfortable. Uh, but yeah, when they when they all first show up and the bus shows up with all the new fish, uh, they're all taking bets on what you find out to be who's gonna cry first. At who's night. gonna yeah, break? We don't, yeah. But we don't know. It's just they're betting on something. Yeah, everybody's walking yeah. in and they're going, ah, oh, you know, this guy like four or five people back, and Red bets on Andy, and yeah, he's like Haywood bets the, on the cold drink of water. Uh... Yeah, with the silver spoon up his ass. Yeah, uh-huh. he. Uh, so actually, before that, Red uh, is it. The movie opens, or after that, it's Red at his parole hearing. His first, oh, yeah, yep. rehabilitation. And he's hearing. like, he, and they're like, "Do you think? Uh, what do they ask him exactly? They're ask like, him, do you think you've like being been, been, been rehabilitated? Re- 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 he's like, "Oh yeah." He like, says oh. all the right things. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's like, I'm very, sir, very I, remorseful, and I'm no longer a danger to society. Yeah. And then Kachunk, and then, Kachunk stamped rejected. it, rejected. Yeah. And then he leaves, and they're like, how'd it go? He's like, same shit, different, different day. day. Which yeah. is from Dreamcatcher, SSDD. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're going like, oh, yeah, you know, I got rejected last week. And somebody's like, I'm up for rejection next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's important because that comes up throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. The, Him the, going to parole. Yes, yeah. it's a way to tell time, time passing. Time passes because it's every and 10 also, years. And also, it's yeah. thematically about institutionalization. Right. Yes. And, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, like... You just get this, like, score, and the bus pulls in with all the new... Like, a siren goes off, and everybody knows, like, oh, shit, the new inmates are coming. Yeah, both times it happened, I'm like, oh, Riot? Godzilla is that's what it always is in prison movies that I see. Shawshank Godzilla? Yeah, like, like Godzilla, like, steps on part of the prison, and then, like, and then, like, Red and and Andy, like, escape. Yeah. They befriend him. Because of Godzilla, yeah. (laughs) Oh, maybe Jake got him. Yeah, Jake. Jake is came the, out. The, is, is he a crow or a yeah, raven? 
I think he's, he's a, a crow. crow. He's one of the best um, characters. Yeah, he's uh, uh, Brooks's um, bird friend that he saves and stuff, and then he uh, lets him go. Yeah, Brooks's story is yeah. great, and it's heartbreaking. It's and it's a great performance too. Yeah, um, we'll to Brooks is played by James Whitmore. It has like 160 acting credits. It's yep. been around forever. Uh, we just watched. Uh, I just watched um, Asphalt Jungle that he was in, mm-hmm. which is real good. Damn, real good. Then they're betting on the inmates. Who's right, gonna... My thing is, I don't understand how this betting works. I, I don't gamble, so I don't really know. Um, they they all seem to be betting like different amounts and i understand how you know how they're betting cigarettes yeah Yeah, which is the currency sure yeah in prison um i believe in the case of this red is working as the house so they're all making bets to him but then for him to get his bets honored he needed people to bet against his interests right i think i don't don't understand like that's what i mean like oh so somebody's like i got three on the fat boy you know eight eight from the front or whatever okay and then you know red's like ah i bet you know, twenty on that tall drink of water there. How's that work? Like, so basically, they're all betting the guy that they want to win. Right. But then, bet red is getting people to, like, because he's the house. Essentially, he's right. trying to get people to take bets that red won't be the first to break. So it's like a side bet, almost. But it, it's so if it's, he bets twenty that that guy will, and so he goes, oh, "I'll take that action." Yeah. They're betting twenty that he won't. So pretty then much. Yeah. He would have to pay out. Right. I need, like, DraftKings to explain this every other Wednesday. I think the the nuance is that in this, Red is the house. I don't gamble, and I don't get it. Uh, So so this is when we meet Warden Norton and Captain Byron Hadley. Uh, Warden Norton is played by Bob Gunton. Yes. And Captain Hadley is played by Clancy Clancy Brown. Brown. They're both doing good, especially Clancy Brown. (laughs) I mean, Clancy Brown, noted character actor. He's appeared in tons of things. Voice actor. He was Lex Luthor in the Superman animated series. mm -hmm. He's Mr. Krabs. He's Mr. Krabs, that's true. That's, uh, that's he is, the... <laughs> he's the uh, villain in the Highlander, the first Highlander film. Oh, that's right. He's in um, Detroit Become Human, the video game. Oh, I never played that. Hurts uh, like a mixed bag. Yeah, it's fun to play, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bob Gunton, I mean, he's been in a bunch he's of stuff. He's always the dickhead in everything. Bob Gunton, yeah. or, yeah. He's perfect in this. Yeah. You look at him, he just seems like, you're like, I don't know if I like this guy. Like, immediately. And then, you know, his first, like, basically his first line of dialogue is, you know, put your trust in the Lord, boys, your ass belongs to me. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I, I do not like him. And, you know, Clancy Brown has that voice, very deep and, you know, menacing. And then he's just like, he's the head of the uh, the guards. The guards. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, he's like, do you speak English? Go right, follow that guard. Like, he's just a dickhead from the second oh, you yeah. meet him. It's, mm-hmm. And he's got some of the best, like, wildest Stephen Kingy dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, like, running down people. Yeah, and just, like, this crazy Stephen, like, folksy insults. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. And then the delousing happens. Yeah, the delousing is, uh, like, and Red talks about it in his uh, narration, but... They strip you down, they hose you down, and then they just throw delousing powder on you. Yeah. And, uh, Which you know, burns. Yeah, apparently. Red talks about it. He's like, you know, then they march you into the cell block. Uh, naked, naked as the day you were born. Naked as the day you were born. They've got their, like, you know, uh, prison uniform, like, you know, clutched in front yep. of them. And uh, he's like, you know, your skin is burning and you're half blind from that delousing crap they throw on you. It's wild. Uh, yeah, and this is Sadler, uh, William Sadler, goading, uh, fat, fat ass. And he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll show you around. I'll introduce you to plenty of people. He's like, and he basically is like, I'm going to show you some people who are going to prison rape you. That's the thing that's going to happen. And that's when the guy cracks and starts like crying. And Clancy Brown comes in 
and beats him up. But they show him where he's just like, hey, man, shut up. Like, he's like, he's like yeah. trying to warn him. Once that... it gets too serious. Like, yeah. he wins his bet and he's like, yeah, I won. And then but once then Clancy he... Brown comes out, he's like, hey, quiet down. Stop. Yeah, because he knows, like, what's about to happen. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to prevent it from happening to this dude. Yeah, and Clancy Brown drags him out in the middle of the cell block. And it, well, well because the guy's like, he's like, I shouldn't be here. He's like, I'm not supposed to be here. And he's like, like, you don't understand it was a mistake. Yeah, and like, uh, they don't, we don't know what he did. Yeah, then he, he, he beats the shit out of him and we find out later he killed him. Yeah, because yeah, the doc and had already gone there, home for the night. So the guy laid there bleeding until... All night, yeah. until he just died. I mean, he... He's like, by the time the doc got here this morning, there's nothing they could do. That's what they yeah. said. And... It's the next. It's the next morning at uh, the cafeteria, and Andy's like, "What's his name?" And he hasn't talked really at all. Yeah, to anybody. And they're just like, "What do you care?" Yeah, Sadler's like aggressive to him. Yeah, he's like, "What's it matter to you, new fish?" You know. Yeah. Why do they call him fish? I. I mean, I I guess it's like the whole like fresh meat thing of it. Yeah. Because it it's like a tank, a fish tank. Maybe. Yeah. Because they do that. I knew that from Half Baked, where. Uh, he goes to prison and they're like, and they all call him Fish. Yeah, actually, what? Yeah, Half Baked is like just a few years after this, so they might have gotten it from this. No window, love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go. My next note is that, uh, you know, Andy's got a maggot in his food. That's how he meets Brooks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Brooks is like, you going to eat that? And he's like, I wasn't planning on it. He's like, would well, you mind? And he hands it to him, and Brooks is this little old man. Yeah. And for a second, you're just yeah, like, oh, God. It, it looks yeah, he's like he's going this. for his mouth, but actually he's going for his coat pocket where he's got... Got a little ba- baby bird. The baby Jake in there. Yeah, he's like, he fell out of the, you know, fell out of his nest over by wherever. The plate he's like, shop. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to take care of him until he's big enough to fly. Yeah. And then I think the next time we see Jake is Jake is a full-grown yeah, bird. Yeah, yeah. He's and you're just like, oh, he's just like, he's his pal, and it's heartwarming. Yeah. Um... They said, and IMDb said, uh, they had like animal uh, like wranglers. Oh yeah, and uh, they the said humane that, society. Yeah, yeah, the humane society wouldn't let them feed a maggot to a bird, so a they had to maggot. find so a maggot find that it. died of natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this maggot had a heart attack, so <laughs> it was just his time. Yeah, he was pretty old. <laughs> Oh shit! That's somebody's job, maggot wrangler. Yeah, insect. If you wrangler. do what you love, you never work a day um, in your life. I had a friend from college who was originally pre med and then ended up going into entomology, and he worked on I think season four House of Cards as a tarantula wrangler. Oh wow! Yep. Everybody will remember season four is the big tarantula season. Yeah, apparently there's only a few bug guys around, oh. so they get whoever they can get. And that yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yep, and get the market cornered on yeah. tarantulas. But yeah, uh, I have seen movies that credit not, somebody as maggot wrangler. You're probably not listening to this, but hi Armando. Hello Armando. <laughs> Armando. Oh, Andy's approached by Boggs. Uh, Boggs is played by Mark Ralston. This was uh, not that I had a problem with. This doesn't age well, really. It's they're very, called the well, sisters, and they rape people. Yeah, and like it's just like. I mean, I guess it's important to the story, but... It's a cliche. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, well, should I tell him I'm not a homosexual? And he's like, well, he's like, you'd have to be human to be... Like, they're saying, like, this guy's, like, not, like, a... He's, like, well, pure evil. And I mean, really, though, that's rape. It's a expression of yeah. power and terror. So... But yeah, I'm, so, okay. But they're, so to get so more back evil. on track, I don't think it just shouldn't be in here. Not shouldn't be in It's just like, eh, but, this is, I mean, for 94 yeah, it, it or whatever. Is, it, is a, like, it is a tough thing. I think they treat it gently. 
They treat it well. For, it's it's for not what's happening. yeah. It's not handled in an exploitative fashion. It's also not handled in an aggressively like homophobic. And it's way. not like a like prison rape, such a, like a punchline and things. And yeah. it's not like treated like that. The, this right. is like, actually given weight, like half baked. I mean, like it's yes, exactly <clears throat> right. And I mean, more germanely, uh, Morgan Freeman's got like a line of like, oh, if this had kept happening, it might have broken Andy, but it was only the first two years, and those were probably terrible years. Yeah, he says like that. That's the yeah. one of the ways that. That they do the environmental storytelling is you know so then they have a movie night andy approaches red to get yeah. the rock hammer and well or a poster of rita hayworth but a little bit before that he asks red for a rock hammer and red's reticent to do it because like if it gets traced back to him like you could kill somebody with a rock hammer that's what it is, is well yeah. he doesn't entirely know what it is yeah, but he well, can he... figure because it's described as like a small pickaxe and stuff but he's like you know when you see it you'll understand no, why yeah. that's funny yeah because it's it's a little Tiny. handheld tool when and when we see that's then, also yeah. how we see how red gets stuff into the prison yeah he's got a whole yeah. network he's a con he's a yeah, yeah. somebody you know yeah. well, he's a regular sears and roebuck yeah. somebody comes in and they you know they give a knowing look to you know one of the guys in the prison they hand him a specific Who, bundle. i think is played by morgan freeman's son oh yeah yeah that's cool. They said right? Morgan Freeman's son was the. He's picture. the guy saying fresh fish at and the beginning, a, but I a, thought he's also he's the picture of when he gets rejected. Yes. Because I was oh, like, his old when they showed it, I was like, man, this. Photo. I was like, man, they did a good job of like having a guy who looks like young Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but yeah, I I thought because it, was... it wasn't him. I like rewound it. I was like, is this an old picture of Morgan Freeman or something? And it's like, no, but this guy looks like yeah. him. I thought yeah. it was also the like, same well, guy who gets first tossed the laundry yeah, maybe. and then ends up passing it off to, to Red. Uh, when he finally sees the rock hammer, he yeah. says like, he's like, ah, oh, then I understood why Andy thought it was funny. It would take a man 600 years to tunnel under the wall with uh, this tiny little you yeah. know, thing. And that comes back later. So I wanted to make a point to specifically mm-hmm. mention it. So Brooks is the prison library. He, uh, you know, runs it by himself and every day loads up his cart and he yeah. walks it around. Anybody want a book? And yeah. want to return a He's book. been at Shawshank since like the turn of the century. 1905. Oh, yeah, yeah. five is what he says. Yeah, so then Boggs uh, and, and the other sisters attack Andy in the laundry. That thing He's that working I... on like the some line or whatever, and the guard is like, hey, go do this or whatever. It's one of the cleaning powders. They're running out of the cleaning powders. Okay, so he, he goes get in more there. from the back. And he's, like, by himself, and these three dudes just, like, beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and this is the, I wish I could tell you that Andy fought the good fight. Yeah. And the sisters never bothered him again. I really wish I could tell you that. Andy spent, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, the next two years, sometimes winning, sometimes not. He would show up periodically yeah. with fresh bruises right. and all this. And that's that's one of the, yeah, um, environmental storytelling of, like, okay, so two years have passed. Because, yeah. like, they're not doing a bunch of age makeup. No. They do a little silvering of people's hair. Yeah, yeah. and then towards the uh, latter half, uh, Andy's wearing like these little bifocal mm-hmm. glasses yeah, a like, lot, so he looks a little older. His haircut's a little like yeah. more conservative, I guess you'd say. Yeah, like, and then also so whenever... when he shows up, he's kind of got that front pomp. Like, um... yeah. Uh, also, whenever anybody's in the hole, they come back with a lot of stubble. Yes. And then also when Tommy is introduced into the prison, he has a very greaser haircut, so you kind of get like that fresh person coming in from the outside things have changed sort of feel yeah this is what young people look like now right. and i like tommy's introduction because they're playing like rock and roll on the radio like yeah. on the soundtrack when he's brought in yeah, so yeah. Like, oh it's a different it's, era now it's yeah Bo Diddley. is it Bo Diddley? yeah yeah so i mean like there's just later on. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a good amount of attention paid to like these kind of details that give you an impression of time passing without them doing like real over the top or, t- yeah, titles and, on screen that say, like, right. two years later. Right. And I mean, like, that also makes 
the whole idea of like this being a separate space where time passes differently. Yeah, and that like really you turn around feel, yeah. and time has passed. Yeah, yeah. Is the thing they talk about later. Yeah, you, yeah, you're stuck in this one place. Right. right, everything looks the same. Your routine is the same. I mean, that's the the monologue there. It's like, you know, in prison, everything is about routine, and this became right. Andy's routine for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right around here is when we see Andy in his cell. You know, with his rock hammer, he's carving stuff, and he sees the names carved in the wall: Michael and you George know, can, and whoever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he gets up and starts carving Andy, and you're when you're watching it through the first time i remember being like oh this is him settling into prison life like this Mm -hmm. is him acclimating to it yeah and later on it has a different yeah it's more important later but uh, and that's cool i think it's that kind of like you think it means one thing and then you find out it means a different thing they do that a couple times where they they, they show you something and you don't understand the the full context of it and then they show it again yeah that's what i mean like this is a swiss watch of a screenplay like It's not because they don't show you something and be like, ah, you don't know what this is. It's important. Yeah. You'll, you'll find out later. You think you already know what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then later you're like, I didn't. Like, and yeah. that's so much yeah. more satisfying as a reveal. Well, yeah. also, like, I think around this time is he asks Red for just some rocks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's soap like, specifically, and soap, soapstone and alabaster. Alabaster, yeah. And he's gonna make, is that when he's going to make chess? Yeah, he's going to make pieces. a chess set, but he's like, yeah, all we have out here in the yard is pebbles. And that becomes differently yeah yeah it's funny <laughs> it's funny now yeah uh, but, but so yeah. all that changes when um uh, a job uh, opening comes up they want to repair retar the roof of the, the i think still the plate, the plate uh factory yeah but yeah and you know red in his usual you know moving and shaking around the prison uh did we uh you know did we move past the movie part Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, we talked about it a second, but so, if you have more to say about that. Yeah, so uh, so they're they're in the movie house, and and it's implied that they show they have like two or three movies that they show all the time because yeah. Yeah, they're watching um, Gilda, Gilda yeah. which stars Rita Hayworth, and uh, and and Andy sneaks over to um, Red, and he's like, wait, he's like, he's about to, she's about to do that shit with her hair. Oh, yep. And, yeah. Uh, and and it's like this Rita Hayworth like. Like yeah, pops beautifully, up like in just like yeah, a like, wave of curls, yeah, yeah. Her head and the whole like, crowd's like, "Woo!" Like, cause it's like we've been all been waiting for this part. Yeah, yeah. and and he goes, "Yeah, I know. I've seen it three times this month. Yeah, or whatever." And he said, "This is the second time he says this, which is funny." He's like, "Your guy can get things right." He's like, "I've been known to procure some things from time to time." Yeah. Oh right. Uh, he's got and, that good. Uh, and he's like, good he's like, uh, "Can you get me?" He's like, "I need you to get me something." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, uh, "Rita Hayworth." And, and Morgan Freeman's face is so good. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's just, just kind like, of just like, "What?" Okay. Yeah, he's like, "What?" Are yeah. you He's like, it'll it'll take a few weeks. He's like, a few weeks. Uh, I don't so, have her stuff down the front of my pants right now. Sorry to say. Sorry uh, to say, that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. then, Andy leaves, and that's when he goes into the um, projection booth. And the uh, that's when the sisters, yeah, come in and and they kick the projectionist out. And he's like, I gotta change the reels. And they're like, Get the fuck out of here. And Andy says something. He's like, Make this quicker. And he turns around. And he grabs a film reel and he smacks the dude. Yeah, in the head he busts with the it. one guy's nose and he goes after uh, uh, Boggs. Yeah. And I mean, and what it is is Boggs has the shiv. And, well, then Boggs and, pulls his shiv yeah, out and he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna put this in. You know, I'm gonna put my whatever in your mouth." Right. And he's like, "And you're gonna, you know, swallow what I give you, and then you're gonna swallow whoever the, that other guy because you Rooster. broke his nose." Yeah. And I think you could, you know, yeah. at least you could do. And he goes, you know, he's like, "Well, if you put anything in my mouth, I'm gonna bite it off." And he says, well, I got this shiv. He's like, I'll I'll shove it in your brain. All eight inches of steel. Yeah, and uh, Andy goes, well, I should have you know, any traumatic brain injury, the victim is usually likely to bite down. And I've heard that the bite is strong enough that the, you know, they have to pry their jaws open with a crowbar. And he goes, the fuck did you hear that? He's like, I read it. 
don't you know how to read, you ignorant fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they yeah. beat the shit but out of him. But it's like, if you're gonna get, like, you're gonna, you're gonna have, it's, it's not gonna end well. They're not gonna, sh- there's never gonna shake hands and walk out of this room. So, I, it might even be better to just get beat within an inch of your life and, you know, have the last thing you said before that be, don't you know how to read, you ignorant You fuck? know what, now I'm thinking about it is, uh, you might be right, Allison, that, uh, that happens after they tar the thing because they the guards retaliate, yeah. but but they retaliate. I think it is right after that. Yeah, so they oh yeah they retaliate because of the tar situation. Right, so, right. That so, was yeah. my bad. Yeah. So, so that's after this part, which is the um, they say that they have to tar the uh, what is it the plate house? Yeah, I think it's License the plate yeah stuff. the plate factories. which was new. Like um, they they say like this is like a new thing. Uh, um, yeah, right? it's, it's yeah, it's new work detail. Right, yeah. right. It's that's like, temporary because they're yeah, just going to yeah. be doing and it for a few weeks. 100 people. But it's going to be working outdoors in May. So lovely time to be yeah. doing some outdoor work. Uh, so Red, again, not even because he's specifically angling for Annie to do anything. He's just like, oh, yeah, Annie's cool and so are my other boys. So I'm going to grease a few palms and get us all on that detail. All cost was a pack of cigarettes a man. Yeah, and he's like... uh, Right, so they all... It's supposed to be a random pull, but they all miraculously get pulled for this detail. He's like, what do you know? Me and a bunch of my friends were some of the guys chosen. Yeah. So they're up on the roof and they're, you know... Retarring it, yeah. Yeah, mopping tar across the roof. And meanwhile, in the background, um, Hadley, yeah, Byron Hadley... Is talking about how his brother died, and somebody's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," you know. And he's like, "I wasn't. He was a son of a bitch, or whatever." Yeah, he was an asshole, and he was off somewhere, and I didn't even know that he wasn't dead until they told me. And some lawyer said I inherited thirty-five thousand dollars. Right. He had like you know oil wells or whatever. He's like, "I I stand inherit thirty-five thousand dollars." And somebody's like, "Oh, congratulations." He's like, "Don't you know what the government's gonna do to me? They're gonna take a big wet bite out of my ass." (laughs) One of his phrases. He's talking about, you know, having to pay taxes and whatever and whatever. Andy sort of gets this, like, honestly, you referenced it earlier. He kind of gets this, like, if you build it, they will come, like, look on his face where he's like, ah. And, and Red's he, like, you gotta, he's like, keep your eye on the mop, Yeah, man. he's like, keep doing your work. Like, yeah. they're gonna, you know, they're not to be fucked with. So he goes up to, goes up to Clancy Brown and he's like, excuse me, sir, do you trust your wife? And he's like, what the fuck did you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, she wouldn't go behind your back, try to hamstring you. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna throw you off the roof. Yeah. As he's about to throw him off the roof, he's like, oh, I just mean, like, if you trust your wife, there's no reason you can't keep that $35,000. And he's like, yeah. what? So basically... I, I think he... it's almost half a million in today's money. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, even I'm... if it's $35,000. Yeah, money, that would change yeah, my I'm life I'm figuring it's, yes. circa, it's circa 1950, so that's over $400,000. So yeah, he's about to throw him off the roof, but... And he does it in this circuitous, like, it was your idea all along thing, yeah. where he's like, well, you know, you can make a one-time donation to your spouse, and they won't tax it. And he's, and he's like, like... you can ask any IRS. Like, you can ask the IRS, they'll and they'll say the same, same thing. thing. And he's like, yeah, but then I have to pay for lawyers. He's like, well, then you have to pay for lawyers. That's going to cost you a little bit. He's like, and he says, ball washing sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, that's questionable. Yeah. I, that, not questionable, but it makes me have questions about you, Clancy Brown. Uh, and then he's like, you know, he's like, well, I mean, I could do it for you free of char- almost free of charge. He's like, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, all I would ask is, you know, three beers apiece for each of my coworkers. And, um, you know, one of the other guards like, <laughs> coworkers, ain't that something? And then it cuts to well, he's like, and he's like, uh, he's like a uh, uh, cold beer or making me yeah. cold. Cold beer, cold beer makes a man feel, feel more like a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doing well, a day's doing, work. Yeah. yeah, and it cuts to them all drinking their cold beer. So yeah. he obviously did at, it for yeah. Him. At at you know ten a.m. the day before we were finished this uh, detail, we were all drinking. Yeah, the last uh, day. 
you know, some ice cold suds on the roof. They're all they're all drinking and it looks great. And like yep. honestly that <laughs> like Clancy Brown comes up, picks a beer out of the bucket and he's like, Drink it up while it's cold, ladies, like he's still a dickhead yeah. and even Red's even like this he's like the prick even managed to sound magnanimous. Yeah. Haywood picks up a beer and he goes over to uh Andy, yeah. Andy and he's like, you know you want one? Hey, you want one? And he's like, nah, I quit drinking and he's just like, you know, and yeah, then again, the last time he was drunk he right. ended up going to prison for two life sentences. Right. <laughs> yeah, he just sat there in the shade, you know, watching with his this drink. Funny little yeah, with smile this funny on his little face. smile on his face. He's doing it for them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, this is the first time it's kind of like he's there to help the other people, which yeah. is was, Red even says, like, he's like, some people thought he did it to curry favor with the guards or with some of the other cons. Yeah. He's like, I think he just did it to feel normal, normal again. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we all felt like we could have just been working on our own roofs on yeah. a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. or whatever the hell. So the, um, That's probably my favorite scene in the movie. So then that, that then the movie thing happens. And then so after uh, they beat the shit out of Andy and all, the he's guards a, retaliate a, because now they, they, can, they know they can use Andy. Yeah, to, to do their taxes. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that becomes a whole thing of so, like, oh, when, so when... Andy's in the hospital or the infirmary yeah. for a month. Uh, uh, Boggs spends a week in the hole, and then when he gets out, the guards beat they him. They beat the shit out they of him. They beat him until he can't walk, and then he gets yeah. shipped to a special hospital, like, because he's... Yeah, it's like a, a prison yeah. hospice. Yeah. Minimum security. And Red's like, hey, we should gather all the stones uh, up for Andy. He likes to play chess, whatever. Oh, yes. And I specifically remarked on this when we were uh, watching it that, like, William Sadler's got this expression on his face. It's like, yeah, we should. Wait, what? Yeah, what do rocks have to do with <laughs> yeah. chess? Yeah, um, and it's, it's you know, all in his face. Yeah. And it's really good. And, and then he's, you know, <laughs> they're all hoeing the field, and he finds, like, a rock. He picks it up, puts it in his pocket, and then he, like... While hoeing, like casually, like makes his way over to the group, and he's like, "Look what I found!" They're like, "That's not, you know, either soapstone, soapstone or, or alabaster." alabaster. And he's like, "Well, what is it?" He's horse like, apple. It's a horse apple. And he's like, "What bullshit?" And they're like, "No horse shit." And he crumbles it. <laughs> and he crumbles and smells it. it. He's like, "Oh, yeah. ow. <laughs> it's great." Prison looks fun. <laughs> Prison seems fun, guys. You get yeah. out, you get some yeah. exercise. That was one of a, the a criticisms su- I read of just like, it's like, man, everyone in here is like a good person, but they're all murderers and shit. Well, but it is like, like it's is like some... they're, they are human beings. They're yeah. not like, right. you know. Brooks, who is ostensibly and... a good person, like theoretically could have killed, uh, uh, you know. I think in the book they said that he killed his wife and daughter or something. Yeah. I mean, like everybody's backstory in the short, in the thing is fleshed out a little bit more you get like a brief yeah because that's the, the the thing they don't say so like red he asked red what he's in there for and he's like murder and well, he's he, like, he also he, says he's the only man that, yeah well he's yeah. like he's like well he's like yeah. are you innocent he's like i'm the only guilty man which means he was like yeah i, I did that yeah he was yeah. somebody that was like Owning ready it. to ready yeah. to yeah accept that he had done these things but they yeah. don't like you know they don't dwell of, on yeah, yeah like what exactly so in the book it's a irish guy yeah, yeah yes yeah. which they call attention to because he's like um he's like why do they call you red um, like, probably because i'm irish yeah which is great i guess in the book it says that red cut his wife's brakes or something and like uh someone yeah, else wound up familiar. getting killed or something yeah like a bystander or something or somebody in the car but yeah. they don't they don't say any of this in the no no the the book is it's even more morally like murky. They toss Andy's cell, and this is when the warden like sizes him up. Oh, okay, yeah, that's Sorry. right. Yeah, and the warden is like, look, they they toss his cell, so they're knocking all his books and shit off the walls and everything, and you know, they see the rock blanket and. and oh, all that. So by this time, um, um, uh, when he comes back, 
they got him Rita Hayworth, yeah. which was a poster of Rita Hayworth. Yeah, and uh, free of charge. Free yeah. of charge. Welcome back is yeah. what the note says. And so you know the warden's in there, and he's a man of God, and all jerk off emotion. And he says, and he says like. I don't know if I approve of this, but, you know... Uh, well, he certain... asked him about the Bible, and he's Well, that's like, what... And he's got his Bible under his yeah, arm. Yeah, and he's like, what's your favorite passage? And he says, whatever. It's, uh, it's you know, watch thyself because you never know when the master of the house will return. Okay. Which is a dig at... It's him being like, I was ready for you to roll my cell. Right. And you don't know why I'm saying that, but it's true. And then, you know, yeah. the, the warden is like, well, I like the light of the Lord is upon thee, and whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, he goes... He's like, well, I'm glad to see you're reading this. Salvation lies within, which is important later. Yeah. And he's like, yes, yeah, sir, I think so. And, and so he's like, okay. And that's to size up Andy to see what kind of man he is because the warden also wants to use him for tax fraud and to launder money and all this yeah. other shit for the prison. Heard, he can see her yeah. from the guards. From life. the guards, yeah. Uh, it says he did half the taxes for half the staff. The next year he did all of them. And the year after that, they rescheduled the intramural baseball yeah, season yeah. to coincide with tax season. A, a different it, prison. Yeah, taxes. a different yeah. prison. So it's all these guys sitting in, in baseballs. Yeah. That and, say, like, you know, whatever whatever prison, like, slaughterers or marauders yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, so they issued you the gun, but you, but had, you to had to pay for, for it. it. He's like, yep, like, yeah, and the, and the holster. holster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you, goes, could, oh, that's you tax could write deductible. that off, yeah. Red's working, so he's like, Red, can you get me for more whatever forms? Ten forty fours, you know, yeah. whatever. He's like, Oh and he's like, you know, got me out of the, you know, metal shop for a week, so that was fine with me. Yeah. It's great. This he becomes Brooks Brooks's who runs the prison. Yeah. Well he's also this is when he starts uh, talking about how he's writing a letter a week to try and get funding get for more the books. library. Yeah. yeah. And we flesh out Brooks's character that he's like the librarian, he's like he's like you know, I've been doing this myself. He's like, but it'd be nice to have, you know, some company. He's this old man. The entire time you've been the librarian, have you ever had an assistant? And he's like, no. He's like, but it'd be nice to have some company. And then as soon as he says that, you know, uh, Clancy Brown's like, you know. He's like, this is Deacons. Dufresne, this is Deacons. So yeah. I don't know if Deacons is a name they took from the no, short story. Yeah, apparently, because Roger Deacons, Deacons the is, goat. The, is the DP. <laughs> is the but, yeah, cinematographer. But... but they said that's coincidence because Deacons is in the book. Oh, okay. Because oh, okay. it is spelled differently it's in the subtitles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that. And apparently like, Tim yeah. Robbins, they said when Tim Ro Tim Robbins talked to Frank Darabont, is that his name? Yeah. And was like, oh, you should, he, he, he had just worked with Roger Deacons on some movie and he was like, you should get him. Oh, man. Which I guess turned out to be great for the movie, but also they, Frank Darabont, I guess, and Roger Deacons had... Um, a lot of differences of opinion. Uh, Frank Darabont wanted like big, um, like wide shots, and like Roger Deakins was like, "Well, it should be claustrophobic because it's in prison, prison so it right. should be tight shots. And when we do do a big shot, it means more because the rest of the movie has these. It's like, so so tight, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess there was, I mean, I guess we'll get into it, but I guess Morgan Freeman has also said that there was like a lot of tension on the set of. Making huh. the movie in an interview, he was like, "I don't even want to talk about it." Like, I mean, like, listen, it's easy to say now from twenty twenty two. It was also Frank Darabont's first time directing, like a feature. He directed like made for TV things, I think, before this, and like episodes of things. But this was his. He yeah. also has a writing credit on um, Dream Warriors, the the best oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. Come find um, me. Yeah, he had actually first done an adaptation of The Woman in the Room. And so that was his first Stephen King adaptation. Which was a short film, and that was and a dollar was a deal, film. right? Oh, yep. one of the Dollar Babies, maybe. So, yeah. explain that. Um, dollar Babies, uh, Stephen King uh, has a lot of money and doesn't care to have more 
in, in crazy ways. And except would for rather support he only the arts. He, he only likes to make money off his writing, yeah. not the licensing of his writing, because he's a good person. So uh, he will license uh, things for a dollar to independent and underfunded uh, filmmakers. Yeah. Because he's, he's a good person. He's the man. He's the best. And I also, also, there's a story in the IMDb that uh, Frank Darabont paid five thousand dollars for the for the movie rights to to for the script, and Stephen King never cashed a check. And a couple years after the movie, he framed it and sent it to him. And he's like, "In case you ever need bail money." <laughs> That's adorable. Love yeah. Steve. Uh, yeah. I fucking I love that so much. And apparently, Rob Reiner. Was who directed one, Misery wanted to direct it so bad that he was like, "I'll pay you like millions of dollars to direct." And like Frank Darabont had thought about it because he was like, "I grew up poor," and he's like, oh, "I was a poor writer for years and years," and it's like, "Someone's gonna yeah. give me millions of dollars to not do work." But he, <laughs> but he was like, "But I really want to make this movie," so he he didn't. And he said Rob Reiner became like a mentor to him during the production. Oh, that's awesome! So Brooks gets paroled. The way we find this out is somebody comes up to Red and, and Andy and they're like, it's Brooks, you gotta come. And Brooks is holding a knife yes, on Haywood. Yeah. yeah. And he's just kind of yelling, like, and you don't really know what the context is. And he's like, those bastards, like, whatever. So they talk him down. He finally, like, lets Haywood go. And uh, it, it turns out he was paroled. And he is just, is, he's been in for 50 years and he can't handle it. So uh, yeah. Red c- explains the concept of institutionalization yeah and being institutionalized and not being able to function on the outside and then we get the well, saddest he says, thing he says, in the movie well he says in here he was somebody he was yeah he was he, educated and he had a good position and, and he's out like there, out there he's a nobody yeah. yeah so yeah this is this scene is like real Oof, heartbreaking it's hard so it's brooks on the outside and yeah. he's like it, it's it's we're reading a letter from it's, Brooks, it's, it's, narrated from Brooks, um, that we find out that he sends. Yeah, it's um, basically a suicide note. Yeah, and he he's working at a and he and grocer. Well, he's and... he, he he's he's like when I was a kid, I saw an automobile, and he's like they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, oh my god, it's that's so it's so crazy and sad. Yeah. Um, well, and I mean that's a real thing. Yes, one hundred percent. If yes. somebody's incarcerated for decades, I mean, think about how like when you were a kid, we didn't have DVD players. I can't. I we didn't cannot have cell fathom. Phones. I cannot fathom what it would be like to. Yeah. Spend fifty years in prison and then come out and in my lifetime, it would be it's totally different. Yeah. It's a totally different environment. Yeah. Yep. He gets a room in a boarding house yeah. or, or a uh, halfway house. Halfway house, and he's working at a grocer. And uh, his, his narration is like it's also funny. It's it's and it's like, like perfect Stephen King writing because he's talking about like I don't think the manager likes me very much, and you see like and a he's lady like not very a, good at it. I yeah, guess a, a lady's like. Make sure your man double bags, because last time he didn't, and the bottom almost fell yeah. out. And so then the manager, who's standing right next to him... Yeah, he's like, you better double bag that. So he's like, sure, sure, sure. He does it. He's talking about how he wishes he could just break his parole and get back in and all that. And then he, you know, climbs up on a table and he carves, Brooks was here into the, room. into the beam above the room, and he hangs himself. And uh, as we see all this happening, it's like... It's incredibly heartbreaking, and then the thing that happens right after it is he's like, I guess I could have gotten a gun and robbed the Safeway or whatever, and he's like, could have shot the manager, too, kind Which of as a bonus. bonus. Yeah. And so it's like, it's the saddest thing that's happened in the whole movie, and then, like, one of the funniest things. But it also shows, like, he is a different person now. He's yeah. Like, he doesn't do this. No, and, like, it, but it's pure king, like, just that, like, both those things, like, yes. in a one-two And punch. I can also kill a man. Right. That I really hate. Well, and that would be that'd be good and fun. Yeah, I mean, Because <laughs> you, you watch it and you go, like, yeah, fucking shoot him. Fuck that, guy. fuck that guy. I mean, it's also, it's just doing so <sighs> many things because it's... Oh, my God. It's, I'm, like, tearing up talking about how good that scene is. Yeah, it's yeah, talking... It's, it's so it's, sad. It's really, and it's, like, 
And like right after, I'm it's, not kidding. It, the it, rooftop scene also makes me cry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so good. It, it's also just like, um, oh shit. In the context of it, it's just like, oh, this is different because now it's a, a different person talking, and it's like it's we see the outside world which we haven't really seen except yeah. for the beginning, right? It's and all it's just like this weird aside, and it's like, oh, this is like really interesting, and then it's like, oh, it's also fucking incredibly yeah. sad. It's the yeah. thing that Stephen King does, like I mean, you know, your your mileage may vary, but like that's the thing that he does so well is like these contextual asides that are mm-hmm. not from the main characters like yeah. and it's i mean it's doing a lot of work here yeah. yeah we're talking about the transformative power of time yeah this is the scene it's and, like about middle of the right. movie maybe and it lays all the thematic right. track for right. the movie and we're also talking about how freedom is not necessarily salvation right and again about about institutionalization what that can do to somebody and how yeah and this comes back with red later on in the movie yeah right because he has all these same fears that he also brooks also says he's like i don't want to be scared he's like i'm scared all the time time. i can't sleep um which is like and also he's an old man so you know he's like i wake up in the middle of the night and it takes me a long time to remember remember where where i am am. yeah Yeah. like oh it's just like and, so heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, like, to be able to be reintroduced to society, you need to maintain your adaptiveness for sometimes decades. Yeah. Which is extremely difficult. And yeah. he also lets Jake fly out the window, the yeah. bird. Yeah, also before, before he's like, he's I can't take care of you anymore. Oh, and the yeah. worst part, the whole the worst part, he says he goes to feed the birds. And he's like, he's like, I always hope Jake would Jake would fly by so I can say hello to him. But he's like, but yeah. he never does. Yeah. It's, um, so uh, then they're yeah. reading the letter, and and this is Red. Uh, I think this is when Red talks about, you know. Yeah, what it means to be institutionalized. Yeah. And yeah. How, like, first the bars, the things that you, you know, are railing against, and then eventually they become the things that are keeping you up, more or less. I didn't write down the actual lines. No. But, but that's kind of the gist of it, is that, like, you know. Yeah, first you want to yeah, get outside yeah, them, and then you want to get the out, and then you get used you to them, and then you depend on them. Yeah. Is what the, you know, progression is. It's yeah. It's great. Yep. Um, yep. friend of the show, not a guest, but friend of the show, Jeanette. Oh yeah. Has a, a you know get busy living, get busy dying. Yeah. Tattoo. Yeah. Uh, that's know, from this scene, by right? This. It's it's it starts with this. This is like the you know laying the. the oh, that's later on. Yeah. Yeah, it comes later on, but it's this is where, like I said, this is about maybe halfway ish mm-hmm. in the movie, and this is where it lays all the thematic track for mm-hmm. yeah. So. Then to lighten things up a little, the movie shows that Andy finally, all his letters finally got through, and there's just like cases of books and a, a check for $200, and a, so note, I'll shut a, him up. and a note that says, please stop writing letters, yeah. and he immediately goes, I guess I'll start writing two letters a week. Yeah. Well, he's like, yeah, it only took six years. <laughs> yeah, it only took six years, which is one of the, again, environmental yeah. storytelling where you're like, okay, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, another fun aside for, from me uh, is that, so the Suicidal Tendencies song, Institutionalized. At some point, because I've heard that song for years and years and years. <laughs> you got to do Morgan Freeman be like, all I wanted was a Pepsi. No. it. At some point, that song reminds me of you, because one time you started texting me, like, you're like, are you doing anything? I was like, no, like, whatever. And you're like, I just need to, like, I need to vent. Like, I got into an argument with my mom. And it was like, the text was so close to being the story from oh, wow, wow, wow. Like, you're like, you're like, I just, like, came home from work, and I just wanted to relax, and my mom started asking me about whatever, and in my head, I was like, 
this is the story <laughs> from Institute All I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> she said, are you high? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can just hear this Are story in that song. No, mom, I'm not on drugs. Oh, I was a Pepsi. Oh, I was a Pepsi. Are you on drugs? No, I'm not on drugs. <laughs> I don't remember this. No, it was like it was like so funny. <laughs> like, I it just, wasn't. It wasn't a Pepsi, but thematically, it could have been a Pepsi. It might have been a Pepsi. Right, it was a Pepsi. It might have been a Pepsi, but yeah, it was like it was so close to being like. Just the, the the patter of that song. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. You're like, yeah. I got up for work and I'm just trying to take a nap. And my mom's like, are you on drugs? I'm like, no, I'm tired from work. I just want to drink a Pepsi. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, it was, it's like, so now every time I hear that song, I'm always like, oh, that one, that one thing from beer. Every time I hear that song, now I, I me and Jeremy, who she get on the podcast? Our oh, Jeremy. I would love that, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. We Jerry played, Blessing come on the podcast we, challenge. Yeah. We played yep. um It uh, would be a blessing. It would. Yeah. I was going over his this was years ago. We lived near each other. I would go over his house and we would play old video games yep. that we never played. Oh yeah, like goat uh, Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Yeah. That was that, yes. that's not old at the time. No. But, yeah. But that's where that I saw was, you guys that, playing that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was how I found out about Goat game. Simulator was that you played it with Jeremy. That's uh, an incredible game. <laughs> but uh we played uh, Maniac Mansion. Oh, great game. And um Oh, I'm gonna screw up the story, but uh, the, the <laughs> there's a Pepsi. There's something with a plant and like a Pepsi in it, and we're like, that's weird. And Jeremy's like, and Maniac Mansion's a weird, it's like, like point a puzzle. Click yeah, game. it's like a puzzle game. And it's one of those like what they call Moon Logic, where yeah, you have to use like a weird item with a, to interact. It's never like pour a Pepsi in a glass. It's like pour a Pepsi into this mask or whatever. Yeah, like, and it's like always... do this weird thing. So we're trying to figure yeah. it out. And we didn't want to look it up. And Jeremy's like, oh. Maybe it's like that song institutionalized. All they wanted was a Pepsi, so we tried to give a Pepsi to. And I was like, "Yeah, you're a fucking genius." But it, it wasn't. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that. But I was always like, "Well, that was a really good try, though." Right. Like yeah. that makes a kind of sense. Yeah. Like, I like that you're a hype man to other people besides Hunter because, like, I just see how you and Hunter interact. And sometimes Hunter's off on something, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy." Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just and out I here. It's and also Allison's like, "Boo, no, boo, you suck." Well, I was gonna boo. say it's also funny when other people besides me are with you on your excursions but never mind i guess i'm no, just hindering you no no not at all just kiss you guys are the most, <laughs> you you guys and and also previously mentioned bill guy and like some of the most like supportive people that i know all, all i want to do in life is hand you the proverbial rock hammer <laughs> that's right. a metaphor it is a metaphor, a metaphor. <laughs> so so the the boxes of books that they send also have records, and yep. the one guard goes, "I'm gonna go pinch a loaf." And it's the Dude. it's it's it's, oh. it's the um, as a oh. Seinfeld fan, it's the guy who uh, Jerry races against. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I choose not to run. Yeah, that guy. It's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's the guy he raced. And the other Seinfeld guy who's in this movie is one of the inmates who are friends with Red is the guy who forces Kramer to forces Jerry to bootleg uh Cry Cry Again or whatever movie that oh. is. Oh. Oh, he's the guy who, that looks yeah. like Dan Hedaya. I forget his name too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I recognized him. I yeah, meant to look him up. Yeah, I didn't this, know where I knew this him. This is from. a Seinfeld I know cuz it's when Elaine does the dance and stuff and he's like, yeah. Oh, cuz it's you, know, you watch over the it. movie and you cry and then, then at the end you see the dancer and you cry again. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, that's how I know these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. But so he starts, uh, uh, Andy starts playing, um, I don't remember what it is. The I know Marriage of Figaro. Yeah, I know, yeah, Marriage of Figaro, but I don't remember who the, what Yeah, the I don't know the. But he starts playing that over the PA. Mm-hmm. And he's my like, because he, is... he loves music, which yeah. he explains in the next, or, or uh, he explains later on. Yeah, but like, I love that, you well, know. he's talking about doing an easy time. But, yeah. But that guy's in the bathroom, and he's like. Andy, do you hear that? Yeah. And then he just, like, puts it over the, the PA yeah. and locks well, he, the door. He locks the guy in. Yeah. He closes the door of the the room yeah. and he locks that. Yeah, he's in the warden's office. And, and he's he... blasting it. And then he turns on the PA, which goes yeah. to the whole prison. So now everybody's so it's hearing it. And you Italian see... opera. Like, and yeah. the whole yeah. prison yeah. stops. Yeah. You everybody... see everybody in the yard just looking up. It's great. And it, listening. And there's like a big sweeping shot of everyone like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Because they haven't heard music in fucking forever. Yeah. One of those years. big impactful shots. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and the warden's pissed. Yeah. And um, he's, he's, he's banging on the door and he's like, open the door right now. And, and Tim Robbins is sitting there with his arms behind his head, yeah, like leaning back in the chair. He's like it's one of those doors it. that's wood up until about waist high. And yeah, it's, it's got a bunch of glass. glass yeah, with, a glass uh, panel. Yeah, with painted letters on it. Yeah, it's an office it. door yeah. like yeah. that. And, uh. So he's yelling through it, and Tim Robbins got his hands behind his head. And as the warden keeps yelling, he kind of like he seems to start to like wither a little bit. Yeah, yeah he's and like he, you he know, sort of looks a little worried. Yeah, off, blah, blah, blah. and he puts his hand, you know, crosses his hands, and he's kind of rubbing his hands together. And you're like, oh, he's gonna break. He's gonna open yeah. the door. Yeah. And then he reaches over, and you think he's gonna turn it off, and instead he like turns, he turns it louder it all the way up. And it's the fucking best. And yeah. then he like just sits there, and that's when he's like, all right, Clancy Brown, go in there and fucking whoop his ass. Yeah, and he's like, you're, you're mine. Yeah, yeah, he breaks the window with the uh, with his. Night, night Billy stick. Club, yeah, yeah, beats the shit out of him. He's in the hole for a month. Yep. Yeah, it's, he's like, he's, well, it's two weeks in the hole. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he gets out, and um, uh, Haywood's like, "Come play something good, like Hank Williams." And he's like, "They broke down the door before I could start taking requests." Yeah. <laughs> Which is and he great. was like, "How was?" He's like, "Easiest time I ever did." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "And that's when he explains." He's like, "He's like, he's a guy, Mister Mozart, to keep me company." And he's like, oh, "They're like, oh, they let you take that record player." And you he's know, like, like no, what I had it in here and like, in taps my heart. His head, and then he taps his chest, and, and that like, he gives a speech about. It. He's like, "They can't take." He's like, "They can't take that away from me." Yeah, he's like, "Music makes music makes it so you don't forget." And they're like, "Forget what?" He's like, "Hope." Yeah. And, uh, Which again, and, and red is like another thematic element. Yeah, to and this. then uh, red's like hope is a dangerous thing. Yeah. And he's like, remember, you know, remember Brooks? Yeah. And it's like, ooh, kind of gets, yeah. Yeah. And um, he like walks away, right? Yeah. And storms off. And then this is the second red rehabilitation scene. So he's now been in for 30 years and Andy's been in for 10. Because mm-hmm. he gets rejected and again. And they have like a little more gray hair. A little and, bit, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but yeah, he gets rejected again. Then it's him and Andy. He says the, the same yard. thing in in the yeah in the yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yep, I'm I'm rehabilitated. Yeah. I'm a different person. Totally I can honestly good. say that. Yep. Not not a threat to society. Yeah, and, and it's like and, rejected. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah. He's like, so how long have you been in? He's like, thirty years. And he's like, I can't believe you know. He's like, we thirty years. When you say it like that, he's like, you can't believe it went by. He's like, yeah. He's like, I can't believe ten went by. He's like, yeah. Yeah. And now Andy's been writing uh, two letters uh, per week, <laughs> and he's trying to get. Uh, even more fun and they got it Um, they sent him an even bigger yeah so he got a new library with a $500 per year yeah something endowment and they're like oh you wouldn't believe how he could stretch it and they talk about all the ways he's bought used books and he buys like estate sales and things and he's got all the the gang um, and they helping name sort it. books. And, they, uh, name, they name it after Brooks. It's yes. called the yeah. whatever Brooks. Brooks hate, hate, uh, Brooks Hadley or whatever was it. So I think we um, Hanlon. Brooks Hanlon if you so, hear a jingle bell, it's because Nugget is here. 
So during this time... Oh, I just want to point out the... They're going through the titles, and um, Haywood says, uh, The Count of Monte Crisco, and they're like, yeah. Cristo, and yeah. he's like, by Alexandri Dumbass. Dumbass, yeah. <laughs> Dumas. Yeah, and they're all laughing, and he's like, it's, uh, he's like, you know, they're talking about what kind of, this book goes, like, Robinson Crusoe goes over here, and How to Repair Your Chevy goes in uh, Educational, like, yeah. and he's like, He's like, oh, have you guys ever read Count of Monte Cristo? And they're like, no. He's like, it's about how to He's break like, out of prison. You'd like it as about a prison break. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and Red goes, oh, so should we, we should put that under educational. Yeah, <laughs> like it's such good, like easy camaraderie. Without yeah, feeling forced, it feels very. Yeah, it's just like and also thematically relevant. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where the warden. Yeah, yeah well, the, he the, starts doing what uh, inside s- out or whatever. He's outside in. The idea is that the He's got a, new a, prison, initiative a where... prison workforce will go out and right. do labor to benefit right. the community and sure. also whatever. It's the idea that like if you work hard enough, you didn't kill that person spiritually. Um, so the the uh, they go to the workforce where you know there's all these like a chain gang and, yeah. and all these they're like I don't know what they're doing sawing wood. Yeah, and like doing all this stuff. And this other guy goes up to the the warden is there, and this guy goes up to the warden and he's like. If this continues, like this is gonna put me in a business. Like, yeah, he's like, true. I need the highway contract, or I'm going under. And he's yeah. like, he's like, hey, my wife baked you a pie, and he opens the Wait. pie box, and there's a, a envelope full of money. Full of money. Yeah. So basically, the warden's getting money hand over fist, either with getting his cheap prison labor to do these contracts and other bidding other things, or getting kickbacks from business owners who want to get these contracts, and so. Right. Yeah, I mean, later on, yeah. Andy even says, like, oh, he's got this place, like, he's got the whole system rigged. He's got kickbacks on his kickbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is, say four people are bidding on a job, plus the prison, yeah. you could be getting kickbacks from all four and not mentioning that the right. other guys have already paid you. Yeah. Well, that's good business. All kinds of shit like that. He's just, Yeah, because he's, he's always going to be able to do it out. cheapest because he doesn't have to pay his labor. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then anybody that actually wants that contract will be like, well, I can afford to throw you a couple hundred or whatever. Which is also problems we're still looking at now. It's amazing. It's like none of these motherfuckers well, now have it's, ever yeah. seen now it's, in, now it's, there's private prisons, so everything's out in the open now. It's like they don't even have to hide it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's disgusting. But that's a whole other thing. Right. Soon, soon prisons will be like stadiums where it'll be like the Geico Financial Prison. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll jam more and more people in there and institutionalize them. And they'll all have tattoos of that lizard. Um, so the, there's a scene where, um, it's shot really cool. It's between, so red, the, there's a bookcase in there and, um, Oh yeah. Uh, this and, is the kickbacks on kickbacks. Yeah. And he yeah. is, um, on one side of the bookshelf and red's on the other side and they're both like restocking. Yeah. It's just so interestingly shot. They yeah. Did a good restocking job. books. And Annie explains to him, he's like, um, He's like, well, he's telling, he's like, if the warden ever gets in trouble, he's like, you're going to get in trouble. And he's like, well, he's like, and he explains why he's not, which is that he. Randall Stevens. Randall, he, he, yeah. he, he makes everything. And he refers um, to him as second cousin of Harvey the Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is in Harvey the movie. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart yeah. movie. Where he has he's an imaginary rabbit friend. I have created an identity that does not exist. But, you know, for all these purposes, he is the one making all these deposits. Yeah, and he says, like, it's amazing like, what you can get through the mail. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, well, how? Yeah. He's like, they'll figure out this isn't a real person. He's like, no, because I have a yeah. social security yeah. number and, and birth uh, certificate and yeah. all the documentation needed to make him a real person, except that nobody is, in fact, this guy. And it's he's like, he's like, I knew you were good, yeah. but he's like, he's like, yeah, you're he a goes, Mozart or whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. you're a. 
You're Rembrandt. That's you're what Rembrandt. It was. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, you know what's funny is outside I was you know clean as a whistle. I had to come to prison to be, to be a, a crook. crook. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. both laugh like. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh um, the dialogue in this movie yeah. cannot be understated. It's so good. Yeah. This all comes. This is all very important for. Yes. Later this is all on incredibly movie. important. But it's 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 the same thing what we're talking about where it's like it's important once. But you don't realize it's true importance till later. Like, yes. You're like, oh, this is how he's doing all these things. But yeah, there's you don't so realize many, there's another. There's, there's so many movies where, and uh, you know, I mean, whatever. But there's so many movies where they'll, somebody will be doing something. They'll, I'll, I'll use this as an example. They'll be like hammering something, repairing something. And they put the hammer down on a table. And then the shot, the camera lingers on the hammer for like 30 seconds. Way longer. And you're just like, okay, I get it. The hammer's going to be important later. And it just the whole movie then Check the off back, the hammer. right in the back of your head you're just like all right when are they gonna get the where's hammer where's the hammer where's right. the hammer where's the hammer but in this there's the hammer right but in this you think oh okay they're done with the hammer I get it like oh they use the hammer for this thing they're done with and it. and they explain why they explain why you should care about the hammer and they explain like... what the hammer symbolizes and why you know why the hammer was worth being in the scene and then they never mention the hammer again and then when Until they you bring forget it about the, it and right. then you're like oh it was actually for this other thing right and then at the end when it comes back you're like oh it's the hammer yeah so we watch a lot of wrestling good a good you know wrestling like ring storytelling there's a great uh uh, uh wrestlemania match seth rollins versus the authority which is triple h and stephanie it's basically him and triple h but stephanie's on the ring and they set up a table and then like 10 minutes goes by and there's so many other spots you totally forget yeah. about it and then uh rollins dives out of the way of like a spear or something by triple h and triple h ends up knocking stephanie knocking through Ste the table Who's and you forgot the table was there yeah. and the whole place explodes yeah because they're like oh right the table it's the best yeah. it's great because they were like oh yeah you thought we were done with this and you totally forgot it existed yeah and that's how you do good twist storytelling which is why so many people do it poorly. Right. Because <laughs> they're like, did you see that thing? Don't yeah. forget about that thing. Yeah. That thing's going to be important later. And it's like, mm -hmm. stop yeah. telegraphing it. Yeah. You you need to ride that line between making sure that it was shown and that people noticed it, but that then they forget. Right. Yeah. You have to make the hammer be the point of its own scene. Yes. Because that, that is, way that is important. obscuring it enough. That is important yep. otherwise. And then everybody will be like, okay, that was, and we're then done with that. Yeah. When it and means then, another thing, you're like, oh, that's a fucking magic trick. You right, then you've called it back, and you're like, holy shit, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. yeah. It's also a good comedy when you have people doing the very long-form storytelling, and then they bring you back into the same bit that was in the first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Has that one incredibly long the story. The moth joke? The moth joke. Yeah. Speaking of recent episode on Dirty Work. Uh, yeah, Norm MacDonald has this, like, I don't know, what is it, like, eight minutes long story? Yeah, he was on Conan, so the story about it, well, real quick, this is another, <laughs> this is going to be a long episode, sorry everybody. Uh, so the, the, It's all Brian's fault. Conan was uh, a good, It's um, a long movie. Norm MacDonald was on Conan, Norm MacDonald was the greatest late night guest there ever has been. Yeah. Even Conan, and anyone who's ever had him on the show will tell you this. And um, so, uh, so he was on Conan, and he, he said, years later, he was telling, somebody asked him about this because this joke became, like, legendary on YouTube and shit. Yeah. Uh, the second guest, like, um, the, he, he had to fill a second segment. 
and he wasn't supposed to. It was like another guest dropped out oh, or something like, a last like that. Minute thing, yeah. And they were like, so it was just like, well, luckily we got the greatest talk show guest in history to fucking fill time. And so he fills time by doing one joke, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to tell it. Just look it up. But, yeah, Google uh, the moth joke. But um, it's like an eight minute long thing. And you're just like, where is this going? What the <laughs> fuck is this? And even Conan's like, where is this going? Yeah. And you find out it's like, <laughs> there is a punchline. There is a reason to this whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. there is a there is a reason to the madness, but it's also totally crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, as I mean, as we talked about in the in the dirty work episode, like Norm Macdonald was fucking incredible. Yeah, <laughs> one of the funniest people to ever live. For sure. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it in that episode, so I might as well mention it now. Why not? It's two episodes late. Uh, but his idea of a perfect joke was where the punchline and the setup is, for the, is same the same is the same which yeah. is like in itself hilarious and genius yeah and i forget the there is one joke that he told on weekend update that he was like this is the closest i ever got but it I, was a I, michael jackson joke i don't remember what the joke was but yeah, i remember I it was a michael jackson I, yeah. joke haha mm. <laughs> ew was my favorite reaction mm. to a joke i always like a, a conan favorite is the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, where disgust. people are like, I don't like it, and now I do. Yeah. The disgust, and then it was like, all right, that was pretty good. I have to. Yeah, I, I do think... this a lot at work. Uh, there's a lot. Tina, guest of the show, yeah. and your nemesis, Brian. Second running, second most uh, guest. Second, yes. Appeared on the second most amount of episodes. But she has hosted, co-hosted more than you. You'll have to come in and be co-host sometime. Okay. Well, no one asked me, so yeah. right. that's not fair to me, so. Since I didn't get the opportunity, it's not so fair. Earlier so earlier in this podcast, you were like, there are no more mountains to climb. And then you're like, nobody told me that mountain was there. Well, not, this is a different mountain. Nobody pointed out that mountain. This is a, I didn't turn around and see the other mountain. <laughs> I was too busy looking at this mountain that well, I totally climbed. Yeah, that I, I absolutely climbed and no one will ever climb it as better as me. As better as me. Yes. Oh, fuck, I'm crying. So I think around here is when oh. Tommy shows up and he can't read good. <laughs> Let let Beerman finish. But oh, I so just so that before this, they, they they oh he says when they're talking about the library, uh, Andy has helped people get their uh, GEDs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's like dozens of people, or like over a dozen people in yeah. the inmates get their GEDs. He's yeah, been... Tommy shows up. He's a greaser, played by Gil Bellows. It's a very good. Uh, he's got sideburns. Yeah, because it's and, and yeah. it's like he's a, it's the fifties now. Or yeah, early sixties yeah. maybe. Yeah, they play. Um, like yeah, Lou mentioned the... when when they're coming in, they're playing. Um, uh, Bo Diddley. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's the song Bo Diddley. Also. It's the thing that I was talking about about you know really getting to see time passing from new people coming well, in. Well, and that's I mean like a, a big thing in video games which we kind of referenced sarcastically sort of at the beginning of this podcast but like and also in like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff is environmental storytelling yeah. showing you that time has passed by being like oh the music is different now you know like yeah. that's a, it's mm-hmm. subtle but it's there yeah and that's great I think yeah. it's like phenomenal filmmaking it's the kind of thing that you get in prison movies and vampire movies and very little else uh, <laughs> has there been a prison <laughs> vampire movie ooh we should cut this out we should do that What, what what's a prison vampire movie like called what's a good um, um, give me 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. This is a great radio, it is, it's phenomenal. So, this, so he moves, he, he comes into prison, and 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 yeah, and they and they say, uh, everyone immediately likes him. He's a like lifelong in and out con. He's says he's been in, in the system since and he was like, 11 see, or and, something, and, and he's like, he's like, maybe we should try something else because apparently you're not too good at this. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he asks Andy, he's like, 
well, what did you do? And he's like, and he says, a lawyer fucked me, which is what Haywood said. And he looks to at him Haywood like 20 and, years or like 15 years yeah. before this. And he looks at Haywood and Haywood starts laughing. Yeah. Like, and he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like an inside joke. Yeah. Cause it's decades. just like, don't you know, everybody's innocent here. Yeah. And they all laugh. And Tommy laughs like, and he's, well, he's telling the story. He, he, he doesn't really matter. No, he, it's he, a good story though. It's, yeah. it's that Stephen King thing of like, he's this stealing is a the TV thing. and the, and the like, cop is like, drop that. He's like, well, if I drop it, then, then, then you'll you got have me on destruction for, of property. Yeah. Too. If I drop this big son of a bitch, then you got me on destruction of property too. Yeah. And they all laugh. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Tommy is what is colloquially, colloquially, Tommy is what would be colloquially known as a frequent flyer. The show, Andy teaching him ABCs and multiplication Nouns. tables and all the other shit. And, uh, and Red says, boy who found brains he never knew he had, yeah. which is a good, you know. Good line. Um, Tommy takes the test and then kind of freaks out under the pressure of, like, he doesn't think he's going to do well. Yeah, and he yep. throws, so, it, throws it in throws the Throws it out, and he storms out, and he's smoking a cigarette and talking to Red. And he's like, oh, I let him down. And Red's like, no, nah, he's proud of you, like, whatever. And he goes, what did he even do? Well, and, and well before that, Andy oh. pulls it out of the trash well, and, yeah. he, and he sends it to, uh, he, he turns it into the whoever is the... The board, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's like, so what did he even do to get in here? And that's when Red tells him, like, uh, he, you know, they say he murdered his wife and the golf pro she was sleeping with. And he goes, holy shit, what? And then, so then it's kind of like, you know, jumps like, to... Oh, this is weird. And it's him. Yeah. It's, it's him. Tommy explaining. Yeah. And he's like sitting in a chair yeah. and he's talking to... Yeah. They're in a room the, and he's telling this Red... This guy who was my cellmate yeah. Elmo. Elmo Blatch. Elmo yeah. Played Blatch. by Bill Bolander who's been in a bunch of stuff. Who's yeah. fucking creepy as shit. It's a, he yeah. only has well, one And they scene. have him very shadowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make him like menacing. Like, it's, yep. You're just like, oh, this is like... By the end of it, he's laughing so hard, he's like hyperventilating. He's like, <laughs> like fucking muttly. Yeah, he's fucking creepy. He's also got really yellow teeth. Yeah, he's, and so, he's got a big, big teeth. Yep. Like, Busey teeth. Yeah, so he's so he's he's telling him, like, he, he talked a lot, and he said that... Uh, he says he was jumpy, and, and he, has, like, he always yeah. talked. Yeah. And he said and he's he, like, he yeah. uh, I guess he worked at the golf, the country club. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like the one night, you know, because he was like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I robbed this guy. I fucked this girl. I killed this guy. And he, he was like, one night I was finally like, yeah, who'd you kill, Elmo? Yeah, as a joke, yeah. he says, because yeah. he's like, this guy's a fucking psycho murderer. Yeah. Right. And he says, so he worked in the country club and he saw the golf pro. Yeah. And he um, was he's like, I finally picked a guy and I and followed he followed him home. him home to rob him. Yeah. Um, but it turns out... And then he out, was giving me shit in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and so he so he shot the golf pro and the woman he was with. And he says, it turns out... She was sleeping. Yeah. She was sleep. She, she was married to somebody else sleeping and, with this guy. And they pinned it on him. They and pinned he, it on like, the banker. Yeah. And then he's doing the big teeth. This like... rich prick banker. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. fucking... Uh, 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 laughing. Like, oh, Dom DeLuise? It's like a Dom DeLuise laugh, almost. Like, he's kind of like... <laughs> Dom DeLuise was also in All Dogs Go to Heaven, which was a... Previous I, episode. Episode two. Episode was, two. Oh, wow. I was on that yeah. one, too. Yep, That's right. you, you were. You on the first one. Yep. And two. And Take two. that, Tina. Yeah. You can't never be in the first episode again. That You can't never climb that mountain. That's my mountain. No, that was mine. I climbed it. I stomped it into the goddamn ground. <laughs> uh, she already called for episode 100. We're doing 101 Dalmatians. I don't care. Um, so th- this is kind of when we find out that it's like, you never, since in the beginning, they don't really explain, like I was saying, that they don't show you if he actually did it or not. So you're never really sure. You're pretty sure that he did, that he is telling the truth because you find out he's a good person. And all. Yeah, you like him and you he constantly, he always maintains that he's innocent. But they every time they counter... 
like you know counter it with it's like everybody is innocent right yeah um, well, and everybody's he's, innocent he's and frequently doing stuff that seems selfless yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean well, yeah you, you see know. he's a good person yeah and so this is when it's like oh this is like kind of proof that he didn't do this and and robbins is great reacting in that scene where where tommy tells them because he like walks out he's he starts like, like twitching yeah, like he's like freak because i mean it's yeah like, yeah yeah it's it's a, it's like a huge rush of adrenaline and shit like yeah holy shit i i i know who did it like i can solve this i can get yeah. out of here and like he starts like twitching weirdly and then he like leaves this it's 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 a very good physical performance yeah um so he goes to the is this he goes to the, the warden, warden. Yeah. yeah and he says He's like, well, can't you? Do, he's like, can't you do anything? He's like, can't you talk to the board or whatever and get me? He's like, he's like, give me a new trial because he's like, if this guy worked at a country club, they'd have time cards and right. And he's talking about all the evidence all the they would stuff. have. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, well, even if that guy exists, you know, wouldn't be able to find yeah. him. And he's like, well, he, yeah, because yeah, he he, he's like, he's yeah, like, he's like, you actually like, believe oh, this? Oh yeah, you mean some kids coming in here trying to impress you and you believe everything yeah. he's saying and. He's like, dude, like we could look into this. Right, like, and Andy's not even were... hard and yeah. fast about it. He's just like, well, couldn't we even look? Try, like, like, yeah. There would be records of him in the jail. There would be, you know, you'd it be would, able to see whose cellmate take, like, was. Five minutes mm-hmm. to check him out. They'd have his, yeah. you know, known address, like you know, yeah. something. And now, the, and the warden is doing really... that, like patient, like oh, yeah, sweet summer child. And you don't really, yeah. and it's not that. We were thinking back on it. It's not that he's just like, oh, well, this isn't true. It's just like, well, I don't, this guy, I don't want to lose this guy because this guy's making me a millionaire. And Andy knows that. Yes. Because, like, by the end of it, he's, like, standing up out of his seat. He's like, Jordan, I would never tell anybody what goes on in here. I would be just as culpable as you are. Yeah. And he's like, don't you ever talk about money to me. And he puts him in the hole for a month. month, Which is the long, and Red says it's the longest time that he ever has heard someone yeah, getting yeah. This, yeah. It's the arrest development thing about like uh I don't remember the name. No touching. Like Lefty the chef or whatever and he's like, yeah, he was, you know, up for parole, but I can't let him go. He's too good at cook. Like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you yeah, know, it's that. it's that Annie's too good at cooking the books. They're not going to let him leave. Yeah. yeah. And everyone it's so deep. Everybody's in on it. Yeah, that scene that you talked about of them on either side of the the bookshelf, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the 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 way the prison works now and the way, you know, Andy's wandering the money, he says, like, by the time the warden retires, I'll have made him a millionaire. Yeah. Which is 1950. Like, that's an insane amount of money. That's, like, the only millionaire that existed in 1950 was, like, Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) Yeah. Canonically. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, that's a crazy amount of money. So, of course, he doesn't want to let Andy go. And Andy knows that, like I said, and is like, I I would be just as culpable as you. And he's like, you get a month and a whole... Red says that's the most I've ever heard of. We get some like you know time passing, and and, and so, Tommy and, Tommy passes the, his well, test with his C plus well, average. Well, so Red is like, we don't know what he did. He's like, but it must have been bad. Like whatever he's because like they don't know why he's in the hole. This yeah. is when he's in the hole for a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is when we find out that Andy has been in for nineteen years. This is when that no the specific number gets dropped. Um, Tommy passes with a C plus average. One of the guards passes that along when he gives him his bread and water. He like opens the little trap door on the door and puts it there and he goes, yeah, he's like, Hey, the, the guard... kid passed with a C plus average. Thought you want to know. And yeah. we see Andy and he's like all stubbled up and yeah. out of it. And Which pale is, that's and... a nice scene. Cause it's like, uh, pale, even but the, also even uh, the swollen kind of, uh, he just looks, he looks damp. Yeah. Yeah. Even the guards like him. There. Yeah. Yeah, even the guards are like, oh, Andy, like, you yeah. want to know this. Yeah. Yeah. 
then the warden comes down he talks to andy or sorry talks to tommy and he's like he's like oh it's a crazy situation uh, well you... he well he said he he they're like hey the warden wants to see you outside yeah, and even Tommy, at the beginning of the scene, Tommy's like, out here? And yeah. he's like, that's what the man said, and he shuts yeah. the door. So Tommy walks over, like, in the yard. The warden's, like, in the shadows. Right, and he, you know, he gives him he this gives whole him spiel. He gives him a cigarette. gives him this whole spiel about, like, Not crazy situation. Not just a cigarette, but a good cigarette. They were doing Chesterfields for, like, all Oh, the, and this is a Marlboro. All, and this is a Marlboro, yeah. It's, um, you know, sure. it's the different Yeah, yeah, tiers. caliber. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like, you know crazy situation we find ourselves in i just want to know like would you be willing to testify and he goes oh absolutely just give me the chance because he yeah. feels indebted to andy because yeah. he you know mm-hmm. he helped him and he goes that's what i thought you'd say and he like looks up and then walks away and when tommy turns to look where he was looking it's fucking you know the it's the captain uh hadley and he shoots him clancy like brown times. he shoots him with an assault rifle like yeah, yeah five times or something and, something like that yeah and then the warden comes down to visit Andy, and he's like, "Such a shame that child tried to escape, and you know had to be put down." Hadley was uh, really shaken up about it, yeah. And he's like, "You know, we'd have to put this behind us." And Andy's like, "He hasn't seen light in so yeah, long it's, that it's opening the door, him. he's like covering his face, yeah, yeah it hurts like, him. yeah." So he's curled up in the corner, and he's like, "It stops now. Like I'm done doing your books. Like whatever." He goes, "No, if it's you know," he's like, he he, he basically tells him like, "I will." You know, you you won't have guard protection. You'll be down with this. I'll put. I'll cast you down with the sodomites. Is the thing he said. Yeah. I'll brick up the new library expansion. I'll burn all the books. They'll be able to see the fire for five counties. Like, so it's like if you don't keep doing this, like I'm gonna make your life a living hell. And then he gives him another month in the hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking evil. Yeah. It's incredibly entirely. Evil. Yeah. Guy's a real jerk. Guy's not great. When he gets out. We get the scene of, uh, you know, him just sort of sitting shell shocked against the wall in the in the yard for exercise, and Red comes over and stands and you know is talking to him a little bit, and this is the Zewa Tanejo thing. Yeah, this is also a scene that's doing a lot of heavy lifting. This is also the yeah, weirdest performance from Tim Robbins, but I, it makes sense because he hasn't interacted with people and he's yeah, I'm sure he probably almost right. lost his mind. Right, he's been driven crazy, months. so the whole time it's like uh this is my Joker moment performance. Like, <laughs> and it's, uh, and yeah. it's like, it's test the whole thing about like hope. And it's like, this is testing his hope of like, yeah, you know, like he's he just talking had the about... fucking war. Like, I can't even imagine mm. what that was like two he's... months of being in a fucking dark cell by herself. But yeah, he's talking about like, I'd like to get out of here. There's a town called Zewatanejo. It's, you know, in Mexico, on the by Pacific, the Pacific coast yeah. of Mexico. And, it's a little town. You know, do you know what the Mexicans say about you know the Pacific? They say it has no memory. Like yeah. it's this crazy, like long thing. And yeah, it's just a shipping vi- or a, a fishing village or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And Red sees his friend spinning out, and his, he, he straight up tells him like, "I don't think you should be thinking about this. Like you're you're hurting yourself by doing this. Yeah. Yeah. This like also... you shouldn't be thinking about this stuff. Like it's it's a pipe. Yeah, dream. And he's also and he straight he's up like, says he says it's it's a shitty pipe dream. Yo, I didn't even <laughs> catch that. Which he, is foreshadowing. It really is, and it's wild. <laughs> he's telling him, he's he's also being like, "Listen, you're never getting out of here." So you like, yeah, you're like, doing stop two life thinking sentences. about the shit. Yeah, like, and he cares about him. He's like, you know, yeah, uh, like numerous times in the film before this, he's like, "We're friends, right?" And this is uh, this was the thing I was reading. I guess a lot of film critics, whatever, talk about like how this is like a, this is one of the best like 
performances of friendship in a movie where it's like it's like they're non-sexual men friends like oh yeah it's the bromance yeah because mostly this is a prison hangout movie and it's not that they're like um <laughs> it's not that they're like both cops or like they're both uh like like it's like they're just two people yeah they have no brotherhood yeah like they are they're two you know you you don't get this in hardly anything under the caliber of like um, of mice and men, with the like you know the, the, the rabbits squiggy, man, no. where and squiggy, yeah, yeah where it's squiggy from of mice and men. It's it's this real like you know aspirational <laughs> discussion. God damn it! No, it's fine. I was actually laughing at how you rolled through that without even like acknowledging. I'll throw it. That's what yeah. you got to do. It was great. It was really good. It's years of training for me. I know. Yeah, I, I couldn't so do it. Funny. I couldn't do it. Lenny I'd rather be in jail than have to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Beer was like, no. I, nope, go, I can only be on this podcast so often. But no, I mean, <laughs> no. but like, this is a thing that's very infrequently done well. Yeah, it really know? is. And yeah. No, usually and like romance of, things yeah. are it's like. one of the best. I, I think my favorite all time is, you were asking me my favorite movie is ever, and I think. One of them, I don't know if it's my favorite, but Good and the Bandy Ugly and Tuco and Blondie's oh, yeah. relationship. Yeah. It's different because they are both out to kill each other, but they also really like it's, each other. It's respect. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. like, but they're also I, trying to murder the other. I think one. it's yeah. what Step Brothers was trying to do. I think it's what Our Flag Means Death kind of does, although it skews more romantic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but just like that thing of like really recognizing in somebody else, like. Yeah. Yeah, Tango and Cash, Bill and Ted. Yes. Yeah. Just just being like we're on the same page and, you know, I appreciate you and yeah. care about mm. you. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So he tells him uh so this is the scene where he This is the get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, but before that he says, Hey, if you ever get out of here Oh yeah, he, there's he a says, field. He's it's like uh, yeah, he it gives Buxton. Him, he says uh, there's a hay, there's field, a hay field near Buxton. He's like, it's got a lot a long, of hay fields. He's yeah, like, goes, yeah, but this, this one, one has a long rock wall with a big oak tree, and uh, I fucked my wife. Under yeah, there. he's like that's where I proposed to my wife. We went for a picnic, then we made love, and then uh, ask her to marry me. If you go and look there, there will be a, uh, rock a piece that of rock has that doesn't no have any. Business. And this is such a weird, yeah, Stephen Kingy moment. Well, again, it's it's harkening back to the geology and the impact he's had on his fellow inmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like, but no, no, no. Just the rocks tone, have meaning. Yeah, just the tone of it is sure. so weird and Stephen Kingy because yeah. it's like vaguely oh, yeah. sinister and you don't know what it well, means. And almost like a prophecy. Kind because he's of. like he's like, yeah. but like the way he phrased it, yeah, he's yeah. like, you will find a rock there that has no business, no earthly business being in that field. Yeah. And he's like, and Red's like, what? You know? And he's, he's like, like, it's, it's a, a piece of black rock. volcanic it's, glass. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and under it, I've buried something that I think you, you know, I want yeah. you to have. Obsidian. And he goes, what is it? And he goes like, you'll have to find. And like, he yeah, barely says to, it. He it like it. mutters it as he's yeah. walking away. Because he now seems like a thousand yards away. Cause yeah, he said, and Red's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, because now he thinks it. his friend might be getting ready to kill himself. Like, because yeah. he's like, get busy living or get busy dying. And then he tells him all this stuff. And then he's like, you'll have to dig it up and find out. And, and you like, as the audience kind of think this too. And exactly, that plays yeah. into this because... 
the next, next thing is he, yeah he, the, the, they're at Haywood um, is like oh they're they're at lunch and Haywood's like and he, they're talking and, about how fucked up Andy is. Red is like yeah right. I'm worried about him and he's like well, he's like he I was he's like out at the loading dock he asked me for six feet of rope today and he's and like, like gave like, it to him he's like why wouldn't I yeah they're like what the fuck's wrong with you he's like I didn't know yeah, yeah. Like, which he, is true because yeah. well it's just like stuff I give him stuff yeah he's Andy yeah yeah. It's Andy. If he wants a thing, he wants it for you and know. And so it's, right. it, it cuts yeah. to and 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 Andy's like playing with this rope. Or yeah. He has it in at, his hands. That lights out. He's twisting it. And we've already, we've already we've already him. Foley, yeah. We see him in the warden's office, and the warden's like, "Come mm. on, I want to get going." He's like, "I'm almost done, sir." And yep. then he you know puts the paperwork in the, in the yeah. So this the, so this yeah. is we didn't mention this, but what. Um, in the beginning, when he, he when he goes to the warden's office, the the sign says his wife knitted a thing, and what what is oh, it? Oh, it's a cross stitch. What it's is a it? Bible it's passage. A, it's a Bible passage. Uh, yeah. But anyway, behind it is a safe. Yeah. Um. That. Uh. That. Yeah, it's about. I think it's about judgment. Let me look it up. See if I can find it. Keep keep going. Yeah. yeah. So he. So, his so, wife did like a cross stitch sampler or whatever yeah. of a Bible passage. So uh, the safe church group the, in the safe is like where are these like books of like what at, what is actually going yeah, on with yeah, the money? It's the real ledger of where all the money is laundered. And and we've seen him open it throughout the whole movie of like it says his judgment cometh and that right soon. Yeah. Hmm. Um. And so uh, we've seen it. We've seen him like go in and out of this safe the whole movie, putting yeah. these books where it's like routine. It's just uh, Andy will be like, here's. He said he had three deposits today, and he gives them the books, and he puts them in the thing. And we've seen it, so it's like, it's not a big deal, because yeah, we've seen the, it yeah. The warden times. is making deposits on behalf of this fictitious man that's not real, yeah. whoever Stevens. And Randall, Randall Stevens. Randall Stevens. The warden yeah. says, like, shine my goddamn shoes. Yes. He's like, I want to make them look like mirrors. Right. Yep. And he's like, you got it, sir. And he's very, And he's like, done this, but this is another yeah. thing he's told him to do with his laundry and shit. Yeah, do my laundry, shine my shoe. Like, it's, and, and he, and, the, and before he leaves, the warden says, like, glad to have you back, Andy. It was, wasn't the same without you. And then he throws his keys in the air in a jaunty way that says, I can get to, I get to leave. I don't have to yeah, be in a don't. prison hellscape and you don't. And then he starts whistling and he walks out. And then we see Andy in his cell, and he's playing with the rope. And we've already seen Brooks hang himself. Yeah. Right. And so everybody... The implication is there. Yeah, and everybody is worried. And we, the audience, are also, like, yeah. worried. Well, and, and Red is Red talking is about how, how there are a lot of long night nights. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, this is the longest that night. That was the longest. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he like... he's in his own cell, can't do anything to right. interfere, so he just has to hope that things are okay. So it's the next morning, and the guards, and we've seen this also, where it's like they're like everybody out of your cells, and, and they they do, the they, they do a check, and um, this is where you find out that his cell yeah. is two forty five, and I was like twenty four minus five nineteen, okay. So he, uh, so he, they're like man missing two forty five, and they go up yeah. there and they're like Dufresne, come out, and, and no and response, nobody comes out, and, and they go in, and, 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 just, and, yeah. and Red is like Dufresne, you, you better either be sick or dead, yeah, yeah, and Red. Uh, Morgan Freeman, or also like I, we didn't, I didn't mention this. I know this is a, this is. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the clock, and no, it's like Morgan Freeman is a very good actor. I'm, a, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, Morgan Freeman has this thing where it's like I can't, you can't look away from his eyes. Like his, like he's yeah, no. so, like he's so fucking great 
and when he's talking, you like you can't look away from his eyes. So uh, like he does so much in this with like so subtly looks, though, like, yeah. not just like like I there's don't, a minute, I, there's a thing coming up that like I just like I love every time I see it. But go ahead. So he's like, so you see his eyes widen because he's scared that he like this is it. He killed yeah, himself. His yeah, his friend, his friend killed himself. Like, and they go past and 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 the guards go in there and he's like, "There's no one here, sir." Yeah. And, and as an audience member, you're so tense. And then they go in, and the cell's empty. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just empty. <laughs> yeah, it's empty except for there's a there's. He's like there's just some rocks, which is like because Andy loves rocks. Yeah. He had um uh. He had a chest set that he had carved himself. Yeah. He had a lot of little sculptures up on his like little window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he had uh. So there was a thing about the. At first, he had a Rita Hayworth poster, and then it was Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. And that now it's Raquel Welch because it's the '60s or whatever, and that's how yeah. long this is the new yeah, star. Yeah, 1966. Yeah. Um, and so they're just like, "There's nothing here," and he's like, "There's nobody here." And he's like, "He's like, you're telling me he left? What is uh, like a fart in the wind?" Yeah. yeah the, 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 the 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 fucking warden is so mad. He's like, "What do you mean he's gone?" Yeah. And they like drag the guy in, and he's like, "Look here, right here. It says Dufresne. I saw him like you know in my offices, and then." You checked him into his cell, and now he's gone. So where did he go? And he's like, I don't fucking know. And so he pulls he's red. He's vanished. like, yeah. he's like, he's like, he's his friend. He's like, come in here, and he's like, and he's I've like, seen you two. You're thick as thieves. Yeah. And he's like, where did he go? He's like, what did he tell you? He's like, he didn't tell me anything, which he didn't. He's right. Red's yeah. not lying. No, yeah. Red is totally telling the truth. And yeah. he starts to. He's like, he's like, oh, there isn't some rocks, and he throws the rock in his at face. Red. And yeah. He's just like, I don't know. Like he's like, yeah, I, he's I, like, you're all in on it. You yeah. and you and her. And he throws and he a throws rock at. Raquel Welch. And you hear it rip through the poster yep. and then a ricochet down like yeah. an infinite And they're all drop. just like, what? And they all go like, huh? And then it's a great shot because it's it's the warden pushing his finger through the hole that the rock that he threw put in the poster. And it keeps going. And then it just keeps going and he pushes his whole arm in and then mimicking every time we've seen him open the safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know, a shot from the from safe inside. inside the safe from the hole's point of view, right? And now it's it's the same shot. It's inside this hole as the warden rips the poster. And off. Red Morgan Freeman like leans in and is just yeah. like, "What the fuck?" And, yeah, and it's just a hole that keeps going. Yeah, and like so that that shot, that point of view is like basically the point of view of secrets. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like like it really is. Yeah. Like it's the same shot, and the only time they use it are these two huge secrets. Like yeah. it's great. It's so fun. Um, and so, you know, Red's narration, as he sort of explains what Andy did, is he's like, I thought, <laughs> I said I it, would take, it would take, take 600 years. Take 600 years to Apparently it takes less than 20. It took him, he did it in under 20. And he like, the way he says it, like, yeah. as an actor, he delivers it with, like, pride. Yeah, he's just like. Yeah. He's like, he did it in under 20. It's so, so good. It cut, so it So it shows. It was worn down to a nub, though. Yeah. Uh, it shows, um. When Andy first gets here, and and it's this is uh, when it starts. This is when it shows all the things that we've seen and thought we understood, but we realize now we didn't. Right. So Andy is carving his name in it, and he's like, and a huge chunk of rock comes out uh, of the wall. Yeah, when he's he, carving his name on the wall, yeah. And he picks it up, and he because he knows about geology and all, is just like, oh, this. I guess he figures out that this is weak rock. Like I can I can dig through this. Yeah. Um, with my little rock hammer. Um, yep. So and and he kept the rock hammer in the Bible. Like is, is, is that it's this? one of the iconic images of the movie. Yeah, it's, where it's, it's like the Bible, and yeah. it has it's a rock he, hammer yeah. shaped we, hole. Yeah, he in followed, our living room. Out the Bible. In our living room, we have a print. Crystal, yeah. our roommate has a print 
of this. Yeah. Where it's the rock hammer in the Bible. Mm. And yeah, it's great. Which he flips to Exodus. Yeah. Which is Um it always it always cracks relevant. me up how well done the like Heide key in the Bible is. Like it's perfectly shaped the rock hammer. Yeah. yeah. Which I understand it would have to be, but like yeah. it, that also is like how would you carve that that perfectly in prison? I guess you had time. Yeah. Maybe he sharpened the rock. Now the bigger <laughs> question is at one point the warden has is holding the Bible and oh, yeah. he didn't notice the weight difference. Yeah. Bibles maybe it's, are, maybe it's negligible. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably not. But yeah, but that's you know, that brings up the salvation lies within and he goes, yep. Yes, thank you, sir. Like Definitely. that makes that hilarious mm-hmm. yeah. in hindsight. He gave like, him back that rock. <laughs> yeah, and he the, the, in that scene the warden almost leaves with it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, I don't want to leave you without this. Yeah. And he hands it back to him. And that's yeah. amazing in, in hindsight. Yep. So um, Red's narration talks about how geology is a study of pressure and time. And yeah. in prison, that's one. That's, that's all there is. That's all there is. Yeah. Which is like incredibly impactful at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. He went half a mile through a shit pipe yeah. during a thunderstorm well, so, so that he could well, he break says, into it. He says, you know, the next day, a man that no one had ever seen before, uh, Randall Stevens you know went five six yeah half a dozen banks he he you know with a total of three hundred and seventy thousand dollars well we didn't which would be over three million dollars no this is the way that it's laid out in the thing um then we see the rockhammer bible Mm -hmm. and then um we see uh hadley getting like because uh when he goes to take withdraw his money in a cashier's check uh he goes oh would you put this with your outgoing mail yeah and um, it's all the stuff needed to bury the warden. Yeah, and and also Hadley. Yeah, for the murders. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. The, yep. yeah. Uh, he says like you know Andy is you know Andy Dufresne who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side and like so that's what yeah. we we yeah. see what happened was the night we thought that he you know might kill himself what he actually was doing was and it's raining well, and it's right. thundering yeah right. thundering Crawling lightning the it's a stormy made. night he had been slowly digging out this hole, this tunnel through the wall and taking it out a handful at a time, dropping it down his pant legs into the yard. Yeah, which, so is the which is the pebbles in the yard. pebbles out here. Yeah. And like, so he has like, uh, the, one of the warden's suits. Yes. Wrapped up and the warden's shoes, which he polished up to. Well, a, the warden shop. opens yeah. his shoe box. To, to, yeah. See Andy's and it's his old, old, old ass shoes. Yeah. Red even says like, really, how often do you look at a man's shoes? He goes, I didn't notice. Yeah. You know, watching it this time, knowing that was coming, I watched after we see him polishing the shoes to see if we see any shots of him, like, full body where you could see his feet, and we don't. You don't, no. Which is fine. I'm not, like, but... Well, no. I mean, also, how many full body shots do you even get in this film? A couple of times, but not... No, my point is, like, is there a way... It's the the mystery thing... Stop stop arguing with me. You haven't even heard my argument. No, I'm not arguing you. So, my thing is, like, is this a thing that the audience could notice fairly yeah. and technically yeah. it's not but no. also it's about five minutes but also it's how often do you look at a man's shoes and in the context of the film as a film not very often yeah a lot of things are shot waist up um and like you know red does look at andy at one point while he's walking to his cell and yeah. andy looks up at him but we don't ever see his shoes and yeah. then when we cut back to it and he's like how often do you look at a man's shoes it pans down and like yeah it's also very believable because they're wearing like prison uniforms which are kind of like you know, denim and but they're kind of not, wide yeah they're yeah, not they're fitted not, to people they're not fitted yeah. yeah so it's kind of very baggy around the feet like it covers a lot of his foot anyway mm-hmm. so you're like oh yeah that, that tracks like yeah 
He puts all this in a plastic bag and tapes it <clears> shut, <throat> and he's tied that to his ankle, and he crawls through the rope. With the rope. With the rope. Yeah, and he crawls so through this. So he can this... have his bundle. Right, that's what his... Bindle. That's what his... Uh, Whatever. His rope is for. Yeah. And he crawls through this tunnel, and he climbs down, and there's a rock there that I guess he left there, and he waits for lightning to flash, knowing mm-hmm. that thunder's coming right after it, and then every time it, you know, crashes, he smashes on his pipe. To hide the sound so yeah. no one yeah. can hear it. And no one, you know, notices it, until he's made a big enough hole that he can climb through... And then he climbs out through a sewage pipe. Yeah, a and they shit say pipe for five hundred yards. Five hundred yards, mile. the length of five football fields. Yeah, almost, almost half a mile. And almost half a and mile. He, he, and he's throwing up while he's doing it because he's cl- yeah. Yeah, Red's narration says something like, "I can't even imagine the you he's know like, maybe I don't want to, biggest, or maybe I don't want to." Yeah, yeah it's horrible. Yeah, he's got a little flashlight and he's mm-hmm. yeah. So and then he crawls out into the rain. Into, like, a, a ravine or whatever. Yeah, where the runoff is. A culvert. And he starts, like, you know, pulling off his fucking uniform. They mentioned that, like, all they found of him the next day was his, uni- you know, his prison, prison uniform, uniform and the tiny rock hammer that was damn near worn down to a nub. Yeah. And he looks up, and it's pouring rain. Yeah, and he's it's got his like, arms out. The lightning is, 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 uh, is like, flashing, yeah. And, and he's like, a f- for the first time in 19 years, he's a free man. And like yep. the the score for this movie is by Thomas Newman, has done it's a great. million things. It's great, it's so good. And the music was also used in. I've heard a lot of this music used in like different trailers and shit. Yeah, it must have like, like lapsed into like live like the whatever company library, or like, just if Warner Brothers or whatever is like, oh, this music's very impactful. We can use this, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a trailer for whatever. It's like Jim movie. Carrey owns a, a donut shop, and yeah. it's like, oh, and you're like, all right, oh, it's Shawshank. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Fart coming this <laughs> coming this fall. So um, the narration says, like, I wasn't there to see it, but I heard that Hadley sobbed like a little girl when he was, you know, arrested. Yeah. Yep. And it's great. The, the direction's great because we see Hadley being confronted and arrested from, like, through a window from yeah. inside. And so, they read him as Miranda rights because that was a thing then. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that, like, you're like, oh, could be true. Could not. Because, like, when, as as time goes on there, like. Wait, we didn't explain a, a very important part of this, which what is. He switches, Andy switches the books. He he puts, um... Oh, yeah, puts, as part of his escape, he keeps the ledger out. And he swaps it for a fake ledger. And, and yeah, it's the and same... And locks up a different thing and his Bible, I yeah. think, into... Yeah, so when the warden the next day checks and then the they thing... show that scene of him being like, we have, there's three deposits today, and he puts it into the safe... But he doesn't know that that's the book that's outing all their bullshit. That's... Yeah, when the warden yeah. went to unlock the safe, Andy took a bundle of the fake Bible, yeah, the hollowed out Bible with his rock hammer yeah. and some fake paperwork out of his back, like, you know, in, yeah. inside his coat. And then he puts the real paperwork yeah. back there. The old switcheroo. Yep. So he has the evidence of where all the warden's money has been going yeah. and has his evidence of him tunneling out. To basically be a big fuck you to the warden. Yeah, and he has all the and paperwork. he mails it to like um, Portland Daily Review yeah. or something, Daily Star. And the warden gets he's on the front page of uh, the paper, and then it's like, what is it? What does it say? It's just like it's like uh, like shock and murder at he, Shawshank. And as there. he's reading it, you hear sirens because yeah. the cops are coming to arrest him. And that's when we see, uh, you know, uh, Hadley getting arrested, and it's like the warden never intended to go that peacefully and we see him loading a gun and he is initially holding it at the door while the police are on the other side 
And then at the last second, he plants it under his chin and blows his brains out. Mm-hmm. And he's and Red says, uh, "The only well, all I can imagine what was inside his head besides that bullet." Yeah, the last yeah. thing that went through his head besides was, that bullet was was how Andy uh, yeah, like how fucked did, him over. How did Andy reason. do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of in this in this narration, but in, throughout the whole movie, there's a lot of bird imagery. Yeah. You know, uh, Red's talking about how like some birds can't be caged. That's, 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 yeah, I wrote so I wrote this down because I had a yeah. this is my only note. So I'm like watching this and and it's fucking beautiful. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing. Like this is like the whole movie because you're just like fuck the warden, like fuck yeah. this motherfucker. And it's uh, so and um so I watched this on HBO Max with with ads. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't I don't have the I pay for the. You can pay for a higher one that doesn't have ads. So I'm watching this. And Red says, I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. Still, the place you live in is that much more drab and empty that they're gone. I guess I just miss my friend. And I'm like crying. And then it cuts to a commercial. It's like, the new Jaguar X6 coming. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I'm like, this is like, I'm like crying about this fucking movie. You're leaving me here with my feelings. Well, it's not even that. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, you pieces of shit. (laughs) You're like, oh my God. They're like, love that chicken for Popeye. I'm like, you motherfuckers, man. Like, this is like, you're killing me. This fucking movie, man. So like, it's like, like a crime. It should be punishable. The only they should go to fucking shots. The only note I made of just like because I was just like this fucking this is it's like beautiful. This it's beautiful like monologue. <laughs> it's like it's a button on a on a theme you didn't even realize was in the movie. Yeah, because it's so like naturally woven into the dialogue and like the reality. Because and like Jake's has has yeah, the bur- yeah like and you know it's it's an image and a metaphor that Red brings up a few times. Yeah. And, like, you know, and obviously, like, just inherently the prison, you know, as a cage thing is, like, is it's, yeah. you know, the Birdman of Alcatraz. Like, it's just there. It's yeah, baked yeah. in. Yeah, so you don't realize it. And then, like, this final narration thing is, like, so perfect and puts a button on yeah. it. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then it's, yeah. then it's like, oh, Geico. You can yeah. save up to 40% yeah. for the Geico. Like, and you're like, up. like, fuck you, lizard. I'm trying to have a moment yeah. over here. Um, Batman Calzone. <laughs> <laughs> Red is like so happy for him that yeah. he gets to leave, but he's also just like, man, I really fucking love that guy, and yeah. like now he's not here with us. Yeah, and 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 the Shawshank, you know, maximum security prison is somewhat you know less enjoyable than it was when yeah. he was here. Yeah, like and this is the yeah. like we all all of us who know him talk about him and things, and they're telling stories that we've seen in the movie, but they're. It's like a little. The details are a little off, and you get that like sort of like tall tale. Like, and it's been twenty years. Yeah. So right, right. Been and told like, so many times. And yeah, him, and I just like he had that. him draped over the building, and then yeah. he's like, wait, 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 do you trust your wife? Yeah, I, yeah. I really like that. Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's like them embellishing things yeah. a little bit, and yeah. it's fun. Like, uh, Red goes to his parole hearing for the third time in the film, and Which, this... and and it's it's implied that he's done this like a dozen times, right. or whatever. Yeah, and, and he, this and, time he's and just it's like, a different person because it's it's the sixties now. Yeah, and uh, so what does he say? He's like, uh, he's like, well, do you feel like you've been rehabilitated? And he just straight up is like, that's a bullshit term. Yeah, it's a bullshit term to keep mean? people like me in here and to keep you with a job. Yeah, and he's like, you know, you get to wear a suit and feel all nice. Right. And at no point does he address like my crimes or how yeah. I feel. Like he just is like, so go ahead and stamp your form because I don't give a shit. And then it's, it shows him stamping it, it and it says approved. approved. Yeah, because he, he... 
Yeah, I mean, like, he does a thing about, like, I was a younger man then, and I wish I could have talked I wish I could to talk that to Yeah, that's the, this is the thing because, that I said earlier. We don't, we, yeah. we don't get, we don't know what his murder was about or whatever, but yeah. he said he was, like, it was just a stupid thing. Yeah, but he's, he's like, like, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, and I wish I could talk some sense into him because yeah, tell him he doesn't understand. Yeah, because he doesn't understand what's going on. And he gets released. Yeah. And he gets the same job that Brooks had. He's working at the... Well, he's, like, shakes yes. the guard's hands as he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Got he's... Got a suit on. He's doing, yeah, the the grocery bagging, and he's actually staying in Brooks's apartment at the halfway and house. He, and he's, like, he's, like, boss man, can I can I go to the bathroom? And the guy's, like... He's, like, personal break boss? And he's, like, he's like come he over here, come over here. And he's, like, he's, like, you don't have to, you don't have to ask me every time you take a piss. Just go. And he's, like... In the voiceover, he's, like, I kind of do spent 40 years asking to take a piss and yeah. now i can't squeeze anything out unless somebody gives a say so that's his indicator to him that he's not like able to cope with the wider world yeah and he's looking in he's like out at a pawn shop and he's like i thought about breaking my parole and it's a bunch of guns but then it pans over the guns to a uh compass, a compass. So you're like, oh, is he going to like kill himself or like go get in more trouble or whatever? Right. Um, and then we see exactly the same setup of the desk and the chair. There's and we a... know it's Brooks. The Brooks was here room because he carved, you know. Yeah, he sees and it we see him in. stepping up on it, and we're, you're briefly like, wait, what? And then he it, writes, it cuts to him leaving, and it says Brooks was here, and so, so was, was Red. That's great. And he's on a, but this is yeah, like a very, a bus. this is a very subtle. They don't, they don't even make a point of this, and this could just be they didn't even mean to make a point of this. Okay. But they don't really get into Red being a black man, and now he's on a bus and he doesn't have to sit at the at back of That's the true, bus because yeah. oh. um, it's like it's in the we're it's way sixties, yeah. almost the seventies. And it's like, they don't make a point about any of this. This is just could just be, like, me reading into it. But it was just like, this is another thing of just, like, time has passed and now things are cool. different now. So apparently, Frank Darabont wrote it to cut at him being on the bus. Sure. And the studio pushed back and wanted this additional thing. We I wanted to really that. quickly touch on the field, yeah. so... So he's he, going hitches, to bus. he hitches a ride to the field. Mm-hmm. They drops drops him off, and it says Buxton, which is where this yeah. this, this hay field that he it's told all him the about. wheat fields. And he finds the one with the rock wall, and he finds the big oak tree, and he looks under the oak tree, and there's the glass, and there's a little tin box, and he's like sweating because he's like had to travel. He's like climbing over yeah, he's wood, 50. and, and <laughs> yeah, he's in his fifties, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and he's wearing a suit because it's the sixties, and yeah, and so he digs up this thing. And he finds the rock wall, and this it's like is, the music swells. Well, the music, like, all right, there's two things in this scene. One is the music has fucking harmonica in it. And we, oh, which, which we, we learned earlier him. that when Andy talks about music and how important it is to you as a, as a human being, he goes, you know, don't you ever feel about that, that way about music? And the only one that says anything is Red goes, oh, I used to play harmonica a little. And he goes, you know, and you don't, he goes, eh, it didn't see much point in a place mm-hmm. like this. So then Andy... Which is funny, because that's where harmonica's most iconic, is Jailhouse Blues. But when he gets out of, uh, you know, that two months in solitary, Mm -hmm. one of the things he does is, like, he's like, I got got you this harmonica. harmonica. I went through one of your competitors. I hope you don't mind. I wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah. But you can see, like, when he's alone in his cell, he sort of blows on a little, like, oh, maybe. But I love that now the score has harmonica in it. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that, Which is thematically, like, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... 
when he like digs up the it's not buried really well it's just got dirt over top <laughs> there's of it. one rock it's under one rock it's under like it's under like three rocks and then yeah there's like a little bit of dirt but he pulls it up opens it up and there's like a plastic bag with like an envelope in it but he looks around yeah. Like, and he looks he around does. again a minute later, like before yeah. he reads it. Like, but it's great sure because there. it's like because it's you're so like good. hearts racing, yeah. and it's yeah. like it builds it up even more. Uh, and just so like, what is this thing? It's the, like it's that. This is the I mentioned before. You're talking about Morgan Freeman doing a lot with a little. Yeah, it's just him looking around like those these two times is so like it builds so much tension. Mm-hmm. So the other thing trivia wise is uh-huh. apparently the art department built the wall before they filmed. So that the alfalfa had time to grow around it for oh, a few nice. weeks. Oh, nice. Yeah. And what of the other little rascals? Uh-huh. A.K.A. <laughs> Alfalf. The letter says, like, Red, if you're reading this, you're out. Uh, and you've come, a... you've come very far. I, I hope you're willing to come a little further. I hope you remember the name of the remember town the name that of the we town. talked about. And this and is all in it. narration. Yeah. So I love that he's like, I hope you remember the name of the town. And there's a pause. And then Morgan Freeman goes, Say what's in Because it's like, he's never yeah. going to forget that. It's so good. Oh, yeah. it's fucking so good. Where it's just like that break in the narration is so good. Yeah. Uh, and there's a thing full of money. There's an envelope full of money. Yeah, envelope yeah, for, for bus fare and stuff. So this is when he carves this so was red. And then he gets on the bus and he says, I want to go to Fort uh, whatever it was. And um, yeah, it's not Fort Lauderdale. It's, it's no, Florida. it was Fort Lauderdale. You're right. No, it's 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 a it's a wet T-shirt contest bus yep. that takes him across the border. Yeah. So there's another thing we didn't mention that uh, uh, after Andy leaves, he gets a postcard um, that oh, has nothing n- nothing from, written yeah. on it, and it's from the in, it's from the town that he figures that that that's where he's that's, that's where, where he crossed the border. Crossed the border. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is his way of telling him like. He Fort doesn't, Hancock. He doesn't know this now, yeah. but he's like, hey, you want to go to Fort Hancock? Right. Uh, yeah, when he gets on the bus, he says, Fort Hancock, Texas, please. And then, What does he say right there? He says, like... This is the second time I committed a crime. Yeah, that's life. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, because yeah. I violated my parole. Yeah. But I don't think that they'll care. Yeah, he's like, I don't think they're going to throw up any roadblocks for yeah. me. For this old... Yeah. Or whatever yeah, and for, this, for, for one old crook. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, he's like, I, uh, I hope I find Andy... I hope the Pacific is as blue as it is in my dreams. Yeah. And something else, right? And then he says, like, a third thing, and then he just says, I hope. Yeah. And, that's the la- and, and hope that, is the last word. That was intended to be the end, but then yeah, yeah. the actual end is we see him on a beach in Mexico walking towards Andy, who is... Like, scrubbing yeah, a, scraping a, boat. a boat. Yeah, because that was part of his whole, like, Zay Watanejo thing, is I want to open a, a hotel... And I'll fix up a boat like new, and I'll take my guests out for charter fishing. What's charter fishing? Uh, you charter a boat to fish on. So oh, basically, so it's just like, like yeah, you're paying, time yeah, on you're the boat. paying okay. for for a boat and the option to fish. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought, but I don't know. Something yeah, about it, I was like, yeah. is, it's, it's like a rental, is? but a charter is you also get a captain. Oh, yeah. okay. So you have somebody to drive you out on the boat. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Um. Yeah, and it's like Morgan Freeman with his like shoes tied, the laces are tied together like over his yeah. shoulder. He's carrying a bunch of shit, and he's just like walking on the beach. And then they like hug, and it's this like yeah. helicopter shot. Yeah, and you can't hear what they say. No, it's no, a far away shot. It's yeah. great. It's great. And then the score just swells, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Is there any? I mean, like that's literally all my like notes and trivia and things. I, I mean, other note I would have is maybe just that like the last man on earth. They talk a lot about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that was before I'd actually seen Shawshank Redemption. So the movie opened up, 
it opened in limited release, and then the first week that it opened on wide release was the same week Pulp Fiction came out. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, and also Forrest Gump was also in the movie theaters at the same time. Yeah. Oh, really? I guess one of the things... I saw Forrest Gump in theaters. One of the things they said that I had read, the, the marketing people were like, well, there's no women in this movie, so we didn't know how to market it. There um, were but it just, which two is, women, and they had no... like. It's well because it's about a men's prison, right? Yeah. So there, it, there's no. Then I also read that um, they show this movie on OWN, which is Oprah's movie network, <laughs> Oprah's network, uh-huh. and this was like the most pop, and it's which is all four women, and this was like the most popular movie that they would ever show on the show because it was like, uh, you know, good women were like, oh, this is a great movie, yeah. even right. though there's no women in it. Yeah, because it's about like friendship. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is germane to a discussion that was of the last few weeks, which is the turning red, being like, oh, it's a Canadian Chinese, you know, uh, tween, so nobody would want to watch this movie. And it's like, no, if you right, you understand, yeah. you misunderstand the empathetic nature of people who go to the movies, right. Right. If you make something that's actually a thing, then even if people aren't those exact demographics, they'll still yeah, find something to have right. fun with with it right yeah right and what you're saying is you had a lot of fun with the Shawshank oh this and also turning red yes they're very similar yeah yep a fair part is when red turns into an actual giant red panda (laughs) yep and uh has a better connection with his mom don't spoil it I haven't seen it yet (laughs) alright so Brian how did you feel about this movie I thought it was definitely uh a great watch I get it now yeah yeah oh yeah it was it was incredible and i want to watch it again for all the reasons you're saying of oh the, the rewatchability yeah you don't notice yeah like apparently i was reading that um when they're in the when the warden's in the cell and he like looks at the uh was it is it rita, rita hayworth rita, and he's like i don't approve of this that like he's like tim robbins is like he's like nervous a little bit because he like uh you know because he's already started it, yeah. the tunnel. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But and, they don't even call attention to it. No. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's super well directed. Yeah. Also, from a from a screenwriting point of view, like, all the scenes lead directly into the next one it's, in a way yeah. that makes sense. It's yeah. all the... it's We mentioned wrestling, and it's like every... It's like a wrestling match where it's like every move makes sense. Like, they might build yeah. something up for something that comes back later. Yeah. Every yeah. scene is doing work here. That's why it's like almost two and a half half hours yeah. but it doesn't feel like that because no yeah, and things no are happening in every scene and that's why you don't realize the first time you're watching it why certain things will come back later mm-hmm. yeah because they fit right in yeah. to like the pacing and it seems like the scene leads naturally into the next one leads naturally into the next one like yeah the other thing i wanted to say is like uh i was kind of like it was there was a little bit of like when I immediately was done watching, I was like, I kind of wish they kind of left it open ended because it was like, well, that like, was the intended ending. Yeah, the so didn't like it. Yeah, but then like then I read that uh, people's favorite scene. I guess they did like test polling when the exit polling, exit like it's voting. But yeah. uh, when they said that that was people's like favorite scene of the movie was like, so it was like, all right, that's a oh, minor the finale. Complaint that they actually show them getting together. So I have read things where they're like, oh, because he says, I hope the Pacific uh, is as blue as it is in my dreams, and it cuts to the Pacific, that mm-hmm. they're 
implying that that is his fantasy. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess so. But, but I was like, no, I don't believe that because the movie yeah. is two and a half hours long. There's no way the last 30 seconds are fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's all his dying dream. Yeah, I was like, that's crazy, but people <laughs> yeah. will argue yeah. that point. Sure, um, sure. Because people argue any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, I agree. I think this is, like, not only a, a great watch, but this is, like, a five-star, like, perfect movie. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. should like, watch. Yeah, like, it's you have great. Yeah. It also, it looks great. Every performance is good. The music is yeah. good. Like, um, ev- on every it's... metric, it's pretty much exactly what you're going for if you're making a movie. It's, it's like surprisingly warm it really is. in how things are shot and stuff, and, like, and like we mentioned, you know. it's director of photography, cinematography, yeah. Roger Deakins, the GOAT. Like, yeah. it's easy to say from 2022, like, oh, of course, like, Roger Deakins shot it. But, yeah. like, yeah. you know, at the time, the, he maybe wasn't as well known. But, right. like, everything yeah. he does looks yeah. out fucking amazing. Yeah. The shadows are always used to affect. The the light is, is used where it ends up feeling very, you know, hopeful in a way that, like... When you really get into it, like there are some. Well, also you know, there's like the the thing yeah. of like a lot of the prison stuff is shot a lot colder looking, yeah. like cooler tinted yeah. light, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to anytime they're not actually at prison. Yeah, but or I, even when like. But I feel uh, Tom, like the, the library is always a warm feeling place. Even like, when Tom, yeah, 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 there's yeah, yeah, there's things. Yeah, there. there's parts of it. But like you, even when Tommy comes in, he's shot like warmly at first yeah. because he's something from outside. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, is. you know, necessarily notice it right away, but like, it's subconsciously there. Yeah. And like the whole time, like when you're following Brooks after Brooks gets released, all that stuff is a lot warmer. Yeah. Like all the tone, like the, yeah. you know, just the, the, the tone of the yeah. shot is like mm-hmm. a lot warmer lighting. Yeah. Even though it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's like, you know, arguably like the saddest, most like, you know, horrible part of the movie. You're like, oh, like, look, he's out shopping. There's Every- actual sunlight. Everything yeah. looks like warm and like it has life as opposed to like, and not everything in the prison is like cold, but they do sort of like bookend shots a certain way where like everything leading up to this is colder than it was and then everything after this is you know to give it contrast and it's great it's fucking really good yeah it's incredible filmmaking quite yeah this is like on like every list of like greatest movies ever and it's like it's a it's a pretty much perfect movie it's emotionally incredible but just as a movie like you're saying like everything is yeah. there's no fat on it everything makes sense and means no something. for two and a half hours like there's yeah. nothing where i'm like oh this should be cut yeah this doesn't make sense yeah, yeah no we don't need this it's all it's all around a great watch it still manages humor and yeah a situation that's not very humorous well and that's a, that's the stephen yeah. kingness of it like yeah right and, I, then, there... and then some of it's like yeah in spite of things Right. There was one thing I read, I guess, because I was reading the Wikipedia about it, and I guess people say, um, and you can definitely read into this. People were like, "Oh, he, this is like a biblical, like a religious undertone to like Andy's, like the Jesus character, like okay. mess- messianic yeah. character." But I don't. Uh... I mean, you can take it as far as you want because yeah. also there's definitely the like, you know hypocritical christians well that's what and i the that, warden is absolutely one of them right and that can just be that well that's what i that's what i was like i didn't right. read it like that because it was like when he was like yeah salvation lies within it's like yeah fuck this bible I'm, like right. i carved the i carved the <laughs> yeah. heart out of this bible to yeah and like on, on, on all the religious people in the movies are like pieces of shit hypocrites who are just straight up evil right so it's just like just I like, mean, like you can read it like that but i didn't read it, it was like Fuck religion. Get a fucking rock hammer. Yeah. 
I mean, God oh. helps those that help themselves. But I'm not religious. That's true. That is a good point. God helps those that help themselves. But like I said, I, I'm I'm not religious. But I guess if you're are religious, you could read that into it. And I think Frank Darabont said like I didn't mean I didn't intend for this, but I like that people can read into it. Sure, yeah. All different, you know, things. Yeah. And uh, so I was also reading. Um, I never read uh, this book or Apt People, but apparently in Apt People, the novella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Nazi character, and yes. a- Andy Dufresne does his taxes. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Apparently, yeah. Don't remember that, but okay. This this movie's great. I, it's I, great. It's phenomenal. It's like such a good. Like I said before, it's like a Swiss watch. Like everything works. Yeah, everything is, and and it works in, and is working and is working with other parts and is well timed. And, and it also like yeah. it fills in so many of like so all the characters feel real and fleshed out and. Like, you have a sense of who they are. Yeah. In a way that not many movies manage. Yeah, there's a vibrancy there. Which, like, I, you know, I understand, like, the screenplay was written by other people, but, like, I really think that's the Stephen King and the DNA of it. Like, everybody he writes about is, like, a fully realized character. And the biggest hurdle Stephen King has as a writer for me and I think other readers is, like, wrangling that tendency in. Yeah. To be like, well, I can 45 pages on this sheriff's deputy that does not matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, just like he, he, the dude's, he's the best. He's pretty good at this. He is literally the best. Um, yeah, and this, I think, like I said, inarguably is one of the best adaptations of, I mean, your mileage may vary, but one yeah. of the best adaptations of his work. Yeah, great watch. And it has crossover appeal for an author who mostly does horror Oh yeah, that's the yeah. It's like uh, I, I I that was the other one more thing that they said that when they advertised that they didn't put Stephen King's name on it because they were like oh people think this is like a horror movie or whatever <laughs> right. yeah. and they were trying to attract a different yeah. audience. Yeah, it, people are gonna it watch. It is not Carrie. It is in fact decidedly not Carrie. Yeah, people are gonna watch it and be like, all right, they're in prison. When do the zombies get there or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Andy had to tunnel through a. I do five football fields length of shit chased by a vampire. I do want to see though. Shawshank Redemption 2 where it's like it's like a buddy cop movie with them two and it's just like Detective oh. John Shawshank recently got out of prison um, and read uh, Foreman from that 70s show <laughs> you dumbass it's Kurt they do say dumbass in yeah. the movie so there's there's precedent and it's Kurtwood Smith but they dub him with Morgan Freeman <laughs> and he, he gets uh, thrown into a vat of acid again <laughs> It's like, uh, bitches leave. <laughs> that's Kurtwood Smith's famous line from RoboCop. Yeah, All right, that's enough stupid jokes. Shawshank. Uh, Shawshank. Great movie. Go watch it with your mom. Thanks, as always, for uh, being our guest, Brian. Yeah. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, the, I'm on the Legends of Philadelphia podcast. It's true. Every Monday, we talk about, if you're from Philly, even if you're not, we talk about Philly things and things based in Philly and just other stupid stuff. That's very my, uh, very podcast. fun and informative. I yeah, it's fun and it's episodes. way briefer than our yeah. podcast. Forty five yeah. minutes usually. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a month's worth of podcasts in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> More bang for your buck. That's, that's our. Uh, no, I, there's a lot ethos. to say. Yeah, I could I could keep going on if I watched it again. I could say more about it. I'm sure. Yeah, no, this is like I said, like this is the thing where I rewatched it and I was like, I think I like it more than I did last time. Yeah. Well, uh, and Allison, thank you for. Yeah, yeah. recording always. as always. Always, uh, every time. You can email us with any questions or comments. Every or other Wednesday. Every other no. Wednesday. We only accept emails on Wednesdays, so don't 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 get your hopes up for a Friday response. 
uh, you can email us at write, hate, watch, great watch. That's W R I T E H W G W gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HWGW podcast on both those platforms. Get new episodes every other Wednesday. That's every, every other. other. Come on. Every other. Oh my God, Brian. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> From moviejohn.com us... or anywhere you get podcasts. And uh, feel free to please support the Movie John Patreon. That's patreon.com slash moviejawn for all kinds of fun stuff over there. And uh, any any parting notes? That was the worst every other Wednesday. It's because well, I thought Brian was going to do it with us and he doesn't know I... where to do it. <laughs> Just edit in when I did it before. No! <laughs> edit in you, one of the good ones. <laughs> you wrecked it. It's I wish I fault. could tell you that Brian did a good job. I, I wish, wish I, I could, could tell, tell you that. that. <laughs> See? See? Every other Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> just turn it off. I'm done. like Hamilton. <laughs> about me. You're not uh, throwing away your shot? You don't talk about how you hate Hamilton I don't, I don't, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Alright, I'll talk about it real quick. This, the, the, when I, I worked at a dog, um, dog daycare, and this guy who I worked with would play the Hamilton soundtrack all the time. Like, like a whole shift? All the time. And like, how when, long were your like shifts there or days there? Um, it felt probably like six hours. Six hours, okay. And it was just like that over and one, over. One time he was he put it on. I was like, dude, please fucking turn this off, man. There are other like, music. Put on like you can put on like La Cucaracha for six hours. I don't want to hear this. Cucaracha slaps. It does, but after hour four. Do you remember those um, electronic books, like keyboard books? And they would have like where you press it. Yeah, like, you press the keys. Kids? Yeah, and you would like follow. It would, like yeah. each of the keys was color coded, and you'd follow along. With, it had the music notes. And the, like, letter name for the note, and then, like, the color of the note. And you could play along to songs, and they um, would take, like, public domain songs and rewrite them. So I had a Mario, Super Mario Brothers one. Mm. So it was, like, you know, Cucaracha and um, My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. Like, all those, like... All those Mario hits. Yeah, but it was all rewritten to be about Mario. Or, like, on top <laughs> My of Yoshi. spaghetti, <laughs> all covered with cheese. I lost the poor princess, like whatever, and yeah. it's like, and you're playing along, like, <laughs> yeah, and it would play like the backing, like, yeah. your princess is not in this castle, yeah, like, your princess is not that, over here. That is like <laughs> yeah. literally one, yeah. yeah. It was wow. great. It was really fun. I gotta look that up. I'm a big yeah. fan of. Uh, shout out to. Uh, I shouldn't keep leaning the microphone. Right? No, it's fine. You. On our podcast, we I had to get like right up on it, so. No. You have a very projecting you voice. Good, you have very you have good, good microphones. microphones. Yeah, you don't have to swallow these. Don't worry about it. You have good microphones. Uh, what was I saying? The Mario keyboard. You're gonna give a shout out. To <laughs> oh, somebody. Supper Mario Broth is a is a. Is <laughs> oh a, yeah, you told me nice. about this. It's um a guy is like an exhaustive Mario fan, and he like points out glitches. He has a blog. He has like multiple. There's a blog that's like the main stuff. Then a Twitter that's like extra stuff. Then a Tumblr that's like minor things, and he posts like weird glitches and um, just like Mario promotional things oh, and cool. just like weird. If you like Mario and Nintendo things, 
which I do. It's the best. Yeah, I, I honestly might still have that keyboard book thing at my mom's. Cause you gotta find it, it. It didn't like work great at the end because like it was one of those things where it's like a plastic like book, you know, and the, the there's no way to like replace the batteries. I think so. The batteries were like either dead or dying. Yeah. So like the keys would be like like kind of like watery sounding. Yeah. And, um, but I think I kept it just because it was cool, you know. So I think that's in a, like a bin at my mom's house. Yeah, I want to look it up and buy one. It was cool. It was fun. Uh, the- what a piece of shit. Only lasted 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a 